Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. It can be a total goat rodeo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome into a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We are coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250-930.com. And you can watch the program and interact with us on Facebook Live and YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. Hey, we'll have some post-game comment, uh, content coming your way tonight. Because as of this minute, there's basketball going on tonight in Minji's Coliseum. That puts a smile on my face. Game on! We have been waiting a long time for some ECU athletics, and that includes basketball. Of course, football, we'll have to wait a long time for that. And uh, women's basketball hasn't played in a while either. But Joe Dooley's Pirates set to take on Tulane coming up tonight, 7 o'clock, in Menji's Coliseum as East Carolina will finally play their uh, first conference game and also their first game of the 2022 calendar year. We'll have a lot of talk about that during today's program. We'll do it uh, from the East Carolina and the Tulane perspective as we'll hear from both voices on the show today. Corey Glore, our old friend, now the play-by-play voice of the Tulane Green Wave, safely has traveled to Greenville and uh, will join us on the show coming up in about 25 minutes. Tulane, and we we have to dissect their year so far, not a great uh, non-conference performance for them, but they started the conference season with a nice win over Memphis and followed that up with a dominant road victory against the Cincinnati Bearcats. So they come into tonight's game uh, 2-0 and in conference play. And uh, we'll, we'll tell you the line on, on the game in a moment. Pretty interesting. Get your guesses in now. Have you seen it, Charlie? Did you hear us talking about it? What? The line for tonight's game. No. Oh, good. Oh, we'll, God. We'll I guessing. suck at this game. <laughs> this is why right. you like for me to play this game, because I'm so bad at it. Gather your thoughts. I'm going to give you a couple minutes here. Uh, we will talk to Corey Glore coming up in about 20 minutes. We will visit with the voice Jeff Charles at 4 o'clock. He'll give his thoughts on ECU Tulane, and we'll talk about some other topics. Also, coming up at 5 o'clock, Brian North will join us to catch us up on everything going on in the world of sports. We'll talk ECU, ACC, high school, and more. And I had forgotten until earlier this afternoon that our Wednesday regular Bryce Williams will not be here today and why is that because he's skiing or he just got done skiing so we will have a pirate radio outdoor update of next week bryce well, williams skiing on that note we will talk to him on the phone today oh cool. oh for a segment but uh i had sent out my weekly bryce you uh, you're gonna be here at five and didn't get a response uh-oh. And before he could even respond, I said, oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, crap. Don't we oh. have that? Yeah, we have that. I said, oh, crap. 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 <laughs> we, uh, we're we not going to see you today because you're skiing. But he said he could join us 
for a segment on the phone. So we'll do that in the five o'clock hour. Via okay. phone. Bryce Williams, who, uh, you know, last time. I he, didn't peg Bryce as a skier. Well, I don't know. Hey, we'll, we'll see what he's been doing. I think the the trip was a skiing trip, but. Did I, he ski? I have also been on a ski trip and I didn't ski. That is true. Same here. I went down on a, a tube on a hill one time. Oh, I, I went snow tubing. And I sat in the nice lodge and had some hot chocolate. Same. And I watched the uh, everybody else freeze their tails off. Washington Redskins lose to the Bucks in the playoffs in just a calamity of errors game. They had Sean King was their quarterback, strip sack, and then I believe it was Warwick Dunn picked up the ball, ran it for a first down on third down. I was so mad. This was 1999, probably two, January 2000, I guess. Anyway, I, I, my mind drifts there sometimes. I remember I had I sat in the lodge uh, on a ski trip with some uh, some uh, high school kids that our church had taken to Boone, and uh, one of our kids passed out uh, because they got dehydrated. Because you can sweat a lot when you ski, and a lot of people don't realize that. And you're cold, and, and you're, you're not cold, really and you're not really thinking. Fluid, yeah, right? yeah. And apparently, she didn't have enough fluids and passed out at the base, and I had to run out with no coat, no nothing and uh, run out and assist uh, whatever the medical team or whatever carry her into the uh, first aid building area. Shirley saved a life. I didn't save a life. I just helped carry her. That's all. You would think skiing would be safe with like the soft snow. Safe. Safe. (laughs) Oh, you mean this? Safe. You would think that skiing would be safe with all the soft snow. But like I have heard of several like bad, bad skiing accidents. And I know a few people that have tore their ACL skiing. Well it's like it's almost the same. I'm scared to ski. It's almost a way if you go water skiing, a lot of people say, Oh, it's just you know, it's just water, you know, it's soft. No, 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 no. You hit water at a certain speed and it's concrete. Wasn't there a famous why did Sonny Bono come to mind? Because he died in a skiing accident. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe that's a, why it came to mind. He hit a tree, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's I'm, terrible. If my memory serves correctly, he hit a tree, tragically. That's why he came to mind. And if I'm not mistaken, Liam Neeson's wife also passed from a skiing accident. You'll have to, you have to Google that I'm up. I'm not going to make any... Yeah. Google it up and make sure I'm correct, but I, I do believe that that was also Sonny Bono died January 5th, 1998, almost on this day. On oh my God, rest in peace. On this day this in 1995, 23, 24 years ago, injuries occurred when he hit a tree while skiing at, ironically, Heavenly Mountain Resort in South Lake Tahoe, California. Ooh. Yeah. He was a congressman by then, I believe. She uh He was he, he held some sort of political office at the time of his death. Sheesh. But yeah. All right. So you gotta watch out for the trees. Watch All out. right, Bryce will uh stay safe so we can see you next week. <laughs> yeah, you get them big long legs out there skiing. That is a big man skiing right there. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying, you know. Too dang. big too big to ski, I'm gonna say. I, I mean, all like, the what equipment. if he sees? What if he sees like a? This is just my random mind. But what if he's skiing and he sees a deer? Yeah, can you take a uh, gun with you down Crap. the slope? Yeah, like he's going. Crap. I don't have my gun. <laughs> and there's an Olympic sport for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, the, where you're on your skis, you got the gun, you got to do the target shooting thing. 
I mean, like, to me, that would be something that makes more sense with Bryce. Like, if Bryce was toting a shotgun and he's hunting on skis, that makes sense to me. Bryce just on skis doesn't compute in my brain. As they were packing the car, I wonder if he looked at Anna and said, Babe, can I bring my gun? Dang. You know, can I bring my gun? We're going to, there's a lot of trees. There's going to be a lot of trees and woods around. Them turkey tears. I mean, can I take my gun? Yeah. Crap. I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk to Bryce Williams later. All right. uh, Let's hit the rundown here on a Wednesday basketball night in Greenville, North Carolina. I am excited. I'm ready for it. Uh, Shirley. Tulane. Chan- uh, Chandler. No. Clip. Yeah. Um, oh, you're just saying my name. I was trying to respond to you incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pirates and Tulane. East Carolina, 9-3, and three, has not played in a long time. Tulane is... Let me pull up their record. It's like 5-6 and six or something. Are we playing the line game now? Yes. Guess the line. Oh, I hate this game. But Tulane had... Yeah, they're 5-6. and six. But in their last two games, they have beaten Memphis and Cincinnati. So they that's that's since last Wednesday. They beat Memphis last Wednesday, eighty five, eighty four. They beat uh, Cincinnati sixty eight to sixty. So they're five and six overall, but are playing well. ECU nine and three, first conference game I suck in at Greenville. This game. Guess I the line? No, eleven and a half uh, for Tulane. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, All right, you just that's threw out, a that's bad fine. pick. I thought so. I said yesterday. I told you I hate this game. I, know, I can't I know. guess that. That's why he does. I it. appreciate you playing. I said yesterday Tulane by like two and a half. I think when I go was here, the line started at ECU by one, and as we sit here this very second, it is a pick 'em, pick 'em, pick 'em. Oh, so just pick a winner. Just pick a winner. Big winner. See, this is what happens. I guess big, y'all laugh at me, and it's like a pick them or like by one or two. And then when I go low, it's high. So I just like, screw this. I don't want to play anymore, but Clip makes me play. We force you to play this game that you hate. You will play, and you will make a pick. You will play because we need to laugh at you. Thank you for the uh, the show fodder today. No, I, I'm I'm genuinely cur- cur- curious cur- of uh, of what people think the line should be. What do you think about this line, Chandler? Pick them. That's interesting. Well, I mean, ECU hasn't played in a couple of weeks. Tulane's coming off of two big wins. Here's the problem, but too. Who's playing for ECU tonight? That, that's exactly what I was thinking about on the way to work this morning. About I was like, oh man, I'm so excited to watch ECU basketball tonight. But I was like. Who's going to be on the floor for the Pirates tonight? I mean, we don't really know. I guess we'll find out closer to tip-off who will be on the floor for ECU, or we might just find out whenever they uh, announce the starting lineup. Well, I'm interested to go see uh, the layup lines and stuff tonight, right? right? Like the pregame, who's on the court for East Carolina? Exactly. Might want to get that information before you uh, contact your illegal bookie. And it can be anybody. I mean, we could sit here and try to guess, but we have no idea. And how many will be available? You know, you have to have, if you have seven, you have to play. Uh, So the Pirates will have seven, at least. Yeah. And you talked to Joe Dooley yesterday on the show, and of course he said that, you know, there was going to be some guys out for the Pirates tonight, but of course he did not name drop anybody. So. Uh, interesting to see who will be on the court, who will not be on the court tonight for East Carolina. 
all right uh pirates and green wave it kind of makes sense too uh for something that i said yesterday i mean by the way if you tuned in to uh the big man on campus jeff nadu segment yesterday on the show you had a good night last night because mm-hmm. he uh had marquette they won by like 30 over providence uh texas because k-state had some guys down he also liked k-state to win the football game last night which they did i even threw out nc state and and that'll get me back to tulane in a moment but nc state was zero and three in the acc but every game had been tight they play everybody tight so i said why is you know virginia tech nine and a half and and you know state was due to win a game they were at least due to play another uh or you know would play another close game Tulane is Tulane really a team that should be three and zero in the AAC? Like, it's kind of weird to think about. I, I just I don't know if we're ready to live in a world where Tulane's three and zero in the American. They're due for a loss tonight, is what I'm saying. So I, I'd like to sit here and say I like the Pirates, but again, I don't know who's playing. Just from a I don't know an optics a standing standpoint, I. Uh, I like Tulane to lose tonight. I just don't know who the players they'll be losing to. Not to make an excuse for the success of Tulane basketball, but their wins have come off of depleted basketball teams. Well, Sai mentioned yesterday that uh, Memphis had two of their three players down, I think. Uh, you still got to win the game. What they did at Cincinnati was... To go on the road at Cincinnati and get a win is very impressive, very whether impressive. that's uh, against a depleted team or not. But now they have to come to Greenville and face a, a Pirate squad that's off to a pretty good start, 9-3, and three, but once again they're playing a depleted team in the pirates so um would be really great to get the pirates off to a great start in conference play want to know especially at home hopefully there's a great crowd tonight in mengees craig asking is the equipment manager available i love those emotional videos on youtube he says um where they have to like bring in like help staff to and put in a game to play and stuff like that oh yeah like, uh, kind of like the emergency goalie in hockey, and like the uh, the quarterback we saw for South Carolina, who Seb wasn't Nolan. going to play this year, it was going to be a grad assistant coach and had to play in the game. So he started the bowl game for South Carolina. By the way, I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, they beat North Carolina. Steve Hill says, "Who is Corey Glory?" Did somebody say Corey Glory? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who that is, Steve. We I will. want some Corey Glory Hole. We want ah oh, Jerry. I want me some glory hole. Jerry, we were doing so well. We had a nice clean show going today. I want me some glory hole. <laughs> Can the Cowboys get some glory hole this year? They could. We'll talk NFL later on in the show. Uh all right. Last night was a great night for uh for college basketball. There was so many games. I I mentioned it yesterday. It was like 11 12 games, something like that, involving top 25 teams. And I was sitting there and couldn't really find one particular game I wanted to watch. I had some interest in the, the state Virginia Tech game. I, I like watching Baby T. I, I hate that he's wearing that uniform, Shirley. It, it is. It's hard for me to watch, but I did watch Baby T last night as well. Baby he played Smith very, very well. And it just is a shame that he has to do it for that team. It's a shame. It that is. we couldn't get him because man is he fun to watch at least we have a female star coming to east carolina mm-hmm. from Farmer central yep yes. amaya joiner baby a maya maya baby a my 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 but my so i'm watching that and i'm like you know what would be really cool is 
me to not see this commercial and see the game automatically flip to another basketball game like red zone which i watch on sundays and i watched this past sunday and i finally was able to get out of the crater that is my chair at like 5 30 six o'clock around halftime of the four o'clock games and realized that i've been sitting there all day watching football and didn't get up (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm sure i'd gone to the bathroom gone to grab a soda or something but at that point i was like i made sure my family was alive family family i went out and picked up dinner and then i got home and watched the end of the games on red zone i mean it is like a time it's like its own little time warp you you just you because you there's no like commercials it's just game after game after game and you you lose all sense of time anyway it's the greatest invention of all time with all the espn plus with all this crap they have now how is there not a basketball orange zone red zone full court trap zone press whatever you want to call it it would be it's they have all these games and it would be so easy to switch. I know. Why are they not doing this instead of having 14 shows where people yell at each other with scripted takes? That's what I agree. Do we not agree? Do we not agree? I mean, really? So I'm volunteering to be the basketball orange zone, red zone host. Do we not agree? And and whatever. I'll do it. Just uh, I could probably do it here remotely. They could start tonight if they wanted to. Just have a channel, go from game to game. If it's tight, if uh, a team is on a run, if a game goes to commercial, flip over there. Somebody responded last night. I think it was uh, Tyler said, I would I would definitely pay money for this. Like uh, People would pay for it. Put it on ESPN+. Plus. I, yeah, no, I, I, you have a legitimate argument there because, as a matter of fact, I was watching uh, Sunday afternoon. I can't remember what the 4 o'clock game was that was on Fox, I think it was, or CBS, because they, they go back and forth in terms of who brings the doubleheader every Sunday. But the four, I wanted to see the Cowboys-Cardinals game, but I ended up getting something else, and I was not happy about it. And uh, so I flipped over to the red zone, and uh, was able to watch, uh, you know, because there are just some matchups that are not sexy to me, and I don't want to sit through an entire football game, uh, you know, watching two teams that I don't really care for. So Red Zone is, is great and from, from that perspective. You're going back and forth. So basketball would be, I think, way more easier. Do it on a Tuesday, Wednesday. You don't have to do it every night of the week because no, no. there's not always a, a slate of games like that. But, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday – and then Saturday would probably be your big days for it. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask, like, what's the busiest time schedule for college basketball? I would say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. Maybe Sunday. But but those four would be definites. Um, Steve Hill asked who is Corey Glory because um, who typed in the uh, guest today on the show? It was, was oh, not me. It was me. Who, who was that, Chandler? Me. Does it say Glory? He said Pirate Radio Live one five twenty two PRL Rundown. Jeff Charles, Bryce Williams, Corey Glory. <laughs> glory, glory, glory in the highest. He's back. Glory, glory, glory hallelujah. Glory, glory. That's my fault. I'm sorry. So that's on you. 
That's on me. You're taking it. That's my B. Right. You know, when you, you you foul somebody in basketball and you just put your hand up like this, like that's on me. Yeah. Uh, do have a little bit of baseball news. Is it breaking? Uh, yes, because this email is only two minutes old. Okay. East Carolina sophomore pitcher Carson Wisenhunt has been named a preseason first team All America from Perfect Game. Perfect Game. All right. So there you go. Speaking of perfect games and pirate pitchers, mm-hmm. Jake Kuchmaner, Maryland. There you go. He is still here, by the way. He's never leaving. He's going to pitch forever. I mean, why would you? I mean, he's like a legend. Yeah. You know? Just stay here forever, pitch, have a good time, enjoy yourself. All right. Congrats to Carson Wisenhunt on the honor there. I saw a tweet from an equipment manager at ECU, and she put out that the new personalized gloves are here. It was for the the ECU softball team. Yeah, I saw one that I raised my eyebrow a little bit bit because I thought she was a senior, but I guess she's coming back for that extra year. It had their names on it. They're like white. They're the traditional, you know, brown, black gloves, but... It was like a white one in there, maybe a purple even. But it just reminded me of how awesome it was before every like little league baseball year, Babe Ruth, whatever, to get and I didn't get a new glove every year, but when I but like new batting gloves, mm-hmm. new cleats. Oh yeah. God, that was so new awesome. batting gloves was like the thing because I always use the same glove because once you break one in, yeah, you didn't want to get you didn't want to get a new That's one true. because it, it took for floppy. It's like real floppy yeah well it's real floppy but it you know it's comfortable in your hand you've broken it in it's got some good use so you you know you can wait a few years to switch out your glove but batting gloves i always get a new pair every year and that feeling of putting them gloves on for the first time are just it, it's just unless you've played you don't know what it feels like but it's just an indescribable feeling softball surely <laughs> softball shirley's gonna resurrect her career God, in about that 30 new, days new equipment was so was yeah so, it was always fun what a trip to the store that was i like lo- taking I, out a new bat too like oh buying a new bat and yes out. oh man like Getting it was that a sword fir- that first good <laughs> you're about to take it to battle <laughs> yeah you don't want to look at the price tag of the bat no <laughs> Because nowadays bats are ridiculously I actually, expensive. I actually got a bat one time at a um, at one of these equipment sales that ECU oh, cool. would put on. Um, and on the knob of the bat, I want to say it, it, it was the number eight. And I want to say Turner Brown was like a freshman or sophomore around that time. So I was like, this is Turner Brown's bat. So you got, oh, never mind. I was going to say a wood bat, but no, it's an aluminum bat. Yeah, it's so aluminum. You still have it? Uh, somewhere, and I used it in high school. I took it back and, and actually used it. Uh, I would take it up to the plate. That is legitimately a cool, neat story. Cool, neat story. Uh, tonight in top twenty-five cool, basketball, number ten, Michigan State takes on Nebraska. Houston on the road at South Florida. Alabama is at Florida. Tennessee big favorites over Ole Miss. Villanova will host Creighton. Texas Tech, Iowa State, two top twenty-five teams there. Iowa State just had their first loss of the year to Baylor on saturday i'll watch that one and uh that's the top 25 action tonight uh we will get to some nfl news a little bit later on but let's go and get a break in we'll come back and when we return 
We will talk to Corey. Don't call me Glory. Glore. <laughs> glory, glory, hallelujah. Voice of the Tulane Green Wave. He will be on the call tonight. Hello. As the Pirates take on Tulane, we will say hello. Hello. To Corey Glore. And we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. To hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years. And it continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip Brock. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday basketball night in Greenville, North Carolina. First time we've been able to say that for a long, long time, and we're excited uh, to talk to both voices that will be on the calls tonight for the game. We'll talk to Jeff Charles coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and welcome in a a guy who has over a decade of experience as a sports radio broadcaster, including uh, play-by-play broadcasting and studio production within the Learfield IMG College Network. Uh, he began his broadcasting career in Janesville, Wisconsin, where he served as a co-host for Jock Talk, a nightly sports talk show. He also served as the play-by-play voice of the Beloit Snappers, the single-A affiliate of the Oakland Athletics. He received his undergraduate degree from Northern Illinois. Of course, I'm speaking of former voice of the ECU Baseball Pirates, Corey Glore, who joins us on Pirate Radio Live. Corey, hello. Hello, Cliff. What an introduction you just provided yeah, that was, i felt like i was at my own funeral thank you <laughs> tell me more about jock talk uh well it was a in my day it was a two-hour uh nightly show that ran from four to six central time that covered mainly the uh the sports in chicago and wisconsin those were our areas of focus nice Jamesville, wisconsin is essentially just on the other side of the state line from Rockford, Illinois. And so that was the metro area that we served, and that's a pretty strong hybrid of Chicago sports fans and Wisconsin sports fans. And I was part of that show for three years. I did. I, I worked on it with uh, a man named Andrew Liebetrow, who, who hired me there, and, and my father was also part of that show. He's been a broadcaster in Rockford since before I was born. So that was Jock Talk in its heyday. It was it was quite a show. Jock Talk. Uh, Corey, you have been a play-by-play announcer for a long time now. How do you rate, you know, being a talking head like myself and then doing a two-hour show like you did versus doing play-by-play? Do you prefer – I'm assuming you prefer the, the play-by-play duties over the, uh, the studio stuff? If 
I wanted to do what you did regularly, Clip, I would have walked into Troy D's office years ago and just taken that show from you. <laughs> <laughs> I did for weeks. You did. And I was a little nervous that uh, you were going to take it from me. Yeah, and I was like, man, alive. Like, uh, it, 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 it is such an undertaking, a three-hour show every day. Uh, that, uh, no, I, I am... Very, I'm very happy with uh, being the voice of the Tulane Greenway. Well, not to rehash bad stuff, but let's talk about your time in Tulane. You, you get the job, you get ready for the football season, and there's a hurricane, right? And you uh, you were away from your homestead for a long time when you, you first got down to New Orleans, right? For three weeks right at the start of football and I, I think I jumped on with you when we were there for a, a little stretch but it, it was a chaotic start there's no way around it and, and frankly the whole fall semester was pretty insane at Tulane with you know with, with the hurricane to start and then you, you got back towards the end of September and that's when you're kind of putting everything in place for the for winter sports season to begin and so it was a lot of things flying in a bunch of different directions up until really about a month ago and when when both basketball programs went into their COVID pause that was actually the first time that a lot of people in our athletic department were able to kind of stop and stop moving a little bit and breathe uh because it was uh it was a very hectic and crazy fall semester. Corey Glore joining us. He sounds the same as he did when he was the voice of the ECU baseball pirates here in Greenville. Have you not tried to go Brian Kelly and have a little Southern draw and talk about family or maybe uh, family. maybe Cajun talk, Corey? Or are you just keeping your same, your same uh, I guess, Chicago, Wisconsin tones together? Brian Kelly looks like he finds tap water spicy, and I cannot envision him walking into a recruit's home in Louisiana <laughs> and grandma's gumbo and making it through. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing with the uh, the local foods down there, Corey? What's Because uh, you got your share of Eastern North Carolina barbecue and all that here. What do you like about the uh, cuisine down there? Uh, pretty much everything, Clip. I mean, I, I had my first uh, – I've grown in size. Which I was told, frankly, in my interviews <laughs> back in June with the school that that was going to be inevitable. Like, regardless of what I did, I was going to gain weight, and I have. And uh, I, I had my first raw oyster ever not too long ago, actually, when I was out with the, with the basketball team uh, before the Cincinnati game, actually, before I left for Cincinnati. And uh, one of our coaches was like, here, try one of mine. We were at an oyster house before we left. And it was weird. It, I understand the appeal, the texture is strange. That's, that's the kicker. But char-grilled oysters changed my life. Those those were otherworldly. It, it's been, I mean, you can stumble into anywhere in that city clip, and you can get some of the best food of your life. And I have. Good. Good for you. We'll see a uh, pudgier Corey Glor when we walk into Minji's tonight, apparently. Corey, um, I, yesterday I was talking to Cy Seymour, and he was talking about, you know, Ron Hunter, the coach, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. He's a good coach. But I like Ron Hunter, the character. Obviously, he became a star when Georgia State and, you know, his son, RJ, hits the shot. Three-pointer. They pull an upset in round one. Ron Hunter falls off the rolling chair. Uh, He had already injured himself, I believe, in a celebration, if I'm not mistaken. 
and then almost re-injured himself celebrating. He's got that personality, Corey. What's he like uh, behind the scenes when you talk to him? How much do you uh, enjoy his company with basketball? He's great, and it's, you know, what you see, those moments, you know, it's one thing that the viral moment of him falling off the stool was one thing, but when you get some of his press conferences over the years, whether they were at Georgia State or here at Tulane, um, and he's very gregarious, very funny. Um, that That is him as the coach, too. Like, there's not much change when you go to practices. I mean, his, his goal is to try and keep things as loose as possible for his team so that when they're out playing a game, they are having fun. That doesn't mean he won't get after them. He does. And he will let guys know when they're doing something incorrect. Um, and, and he will raise his voice as good as anybody. But um, the, the biggest thing for him is that he enjoyed as a player when coaches were you know relatable and you could you wanted to hang around them even after a practice or a game. And that's how he's tried to be as a coach, not just here at Tulane, but in all his previous stops. And so when you see that on the sideline clip, when you see it in interviews, that, that's him normally. That, that is him. And this team this year has really taken to it. Corey, we love sports. It's the ultimate reality TV. It's the only real reality TV. And when we get these upsets, we we think we know something, and we're surprised every night uh, on something that happens on the field, the court, the diamond. So explain, if you can, uh, because we are surprised to see Tulane with a 2-0 and record coming in here to Menji's Coliseum. You know, how does a team lose to Southern and, and Valpo and two losses to Charleston and then go out and beat Memphis and follow that up with a dominating win on the road at Cincinnati? Uh, this team playing some great basketball right now, Corey. How, you know, the ups and downs of this season, we still got a long ways to go, but you've already seen your fair share with Tulane this year. It was a pretty strong message heading into the season that. Ron Hunter really loved the group that he had coming in. He thought this was far and away the best team he's had since he's been here, and this is year three, all things considered. But he knew that this team was the best that he's had since coming to New Orleans. And he knew that the talent was there. They just were a young team that needed to figure out how to win games. And early on in the year, they didn't. They, they lost to Southern by three at home, and that's never happened to that They've never lost to Southern at home, and the time is matching up. And then they had, you know, a, a pretty tricky loss to, to Valparaiso in the, in the Thanksgiving tournament in the Bahamas. And, but all these games, by and large, were very close down the stretch. There was only, you know, one win against Alcorn State and then one loss against Charleston that were real sizable margins. And that Charleston loss was the last one before they entered COVID shutdown. And you know, it's you know, I talked about this already as as we get ready for tonight's game and where ECU is uh, with their COVID situation, and you you kind of got the sense clip that you know a couple of the guys were feeling some symptoms. No, no one really got hit really hard uh, from the COVID positives. It was enough to shut down the team, um, but they've all come back healthy. They've all come back with just a renewed sense of essentially restarting the year. They saw this as cleaning the slate and starting over. And the fact that it happened when it did at the end of non-conference and they lost three games at the end of non-con as opposed to what ECU is going through right now where it's happening at the start of conference play. Um, 
they they see this as, as maybe the, the timing of when they've had to stop and when they had to do the old COVID again might be a, a slight benefit compared to what you're seeing from other schools from around the conference right now, including ECU, because they are able to hit the ground running. And, and I mean, that literally they ran on Memphis and, and they pushed them up and down the floor. And the caveat there was, you know, Memphis was without some big names in that game. Like Penny Hardaway didn't have everybody available. And so you could say, well, the only one by one, they didn't have some of the big stars in that game. But then to come back and to beat a full-string Cincinnati team on the road and do it as emphatically as they did, um, that was, I think, the, the biggest tell for a lot of folks around Tulane. That, okay, maybe, maybe there's something really brewing here that we heard about at the start of the year that we didn't see in a lot of non-conference play that now is maybe beginning to gel. That, that break of 22 days might have been a pretty solid benefit for this team. Corey, we're trying to figure out who's available, who's playing tonight for East Carolina. Uh, have you been around Minji's or the practice gym and, and seen anybody shooting? Like, Can you give us some info on ECU side of things? Well, you know, I'll say this, Cliff. Uh, I think this time a year ago, I would be allowed into DC. <laughs> I'm not allowed now. Um, I was at our shoot around for, for some of it today, and I, I can tell you Tulane is fully healthy, and so we'll have our full complement of roster available today. I mean, it's, you know, uh, Joe Dooley is, and, you know, as you would imagine, very careful about saying who's available. Um, but uh, right now, Tulane is, is preparing as though it's a full-strength ECU team. They, they know it's like, it likely won't be, but that's how you have to walk into this, is prepare for seeing you know the, the guards that are shooting so well for ECU and how well they've been moving the ball with, with Newton and with Suggs becoming an offensive threat and uh, Vance Jackson and the start that he's had here. Like you got to prepare for those guys and expect you're going to see them. If you don't see them tonight, then you adjust. But right now, it's all Tulane to do. Corey Glore joining us. will be on the call tonight when East Carolina takes on Tulane. He'll be wearing the uh, – do you wear green on game days, Corey? What's your attire tonight? Well, I, I think tonight I'll be rocking a blue polo uh, at the scorer's table with right. a green kind of pullover, a rain jacket. Maybe maybe I'll have a gray quarter zip. I haven't decided yet. But, uh, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be uh, next to the Tulane bench – so wave hello was there uh hello was there anything you had to do uh during your brief time here in greenville did you hit any restaurants did you go to any favorite spots uh obviously coming by pirate radio to say hello to your old friends was not on your list of important things to do uh but what have you done Corey, since you've been here you you could pick me up and give me a ride i don't have a car here (laughs) the whim of other people ask me next time i got you yeah, come on in. Like, I'll pick you up. And then, you know, you have Chandler drop me off. He's just sitting there. So, you know, it just, you know, you could have just done that. No, I, I, I was at shoot-around today at Minty's, and I snuck over, and I said some hi to some folks in the athletic department. Uh, I went over uh, to Clark LeClaire, poked my head at the baseball office, saw how everyone was doing there. So um, that was good catching up with, with that crew over at uh, Clark LeClaire today. And then um, – yeah, I had a little one. I don't know if they're a sponsor of yours, so I don't know if I want to say where I had lunch today. All right, fair um, enough. You're a pro. That's good thinking. It was, it was, it was a good lunch. I, I, I am 
I, I'm disappointed in in you clip a little bit that you did not move trivia to like when I would be available to go to it like last night. That is a bummer. I was thinking about that. In fact, was it you, Chandler, that said something about it? Would Corey be available to come after the game? I said probably not. He's probably heading home. But uh, yeah, we'll we we'll figure that out next time. That's a good idea. Yeah, we we got a plane waiting for us at PTV once the game's over here. So uh, so I will be booking out as soon as the game is done and I wrap up the show. But uh, you know, I, I I'm rooting for Team Hundred Percent uh, tonight. I wish them all the best. Corey, I uh, enjoyed it. We miss you. We're really going to miss you uh, in a month or so when baseball rolls around. But uh, glad to hear you're doing well. Keep up the good work there with the Green Wave. Always great to talk to you. And uh, we'll chat again. Uh, I don't know. Do these teams play again this season? We'll chat again either later this basketball. Yeah, in like a month. Yeah. I'm in New Orleans. All right. Well, there you go. We'll, uh, we'll try to get you back on then. And we'll certainly uh, talk some baseball with you as well later on this year. Uh, enjoyed it, Corey. Have a good call, buddy. Thanks, Cliff. And before I run, let me just say to fans that are listening, I do not know who will be in the radio booth for ECU baseball in 2022. <laughs> a very popular question, and nobody has the answer to it. I got no help for you. Uh, my watch has ended. <laughs> Taking over in that booth alongside Coach O. Thank you, Corey. See you, Bob. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you, Pirate Radio. I miss you. All right. There is the great Corey Glore joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Great to hear his voice, right? Former, like an old friend former guest host of the show that is true when i was out oh, with right. covid during december of 2020 20. actually no no it was not because i had covid during our break i had some other funk which i tested negative for covid but i couldn't talk for a week and that was in like um uh, january maybe february of last year oh okay one year anniversary yeah uh but, but yeah Corey's the man enjoyed talking with him he's the man um what if he's like super fat <laughs> like who's that guy down there oh no oh my god is that Corey glory is that clip no that's Corey. <laughs> it's, wait why, no it's why Corey is, glory why is clip brock wearing green <laughs> <laughs> it's old fat Corey down there fat 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 said he's put on a few pounds a few lbs all right let's take a break we'll come back you're ready to wrap up hour number one on this wednesday edition of pirate radio live we'll be back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. Perfect for some outdoor dining. There's also something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty. I'm going to the basketball game tonight, but there will still be trivia. We're going to do a, a power hour coming up after the basketball game. So on the way home, stop into AJ's. 
grab a drink, some good food, and uh, play some sports trivia. Make tonight an AJ's night. All righty then. Thank you. Thank you, Chandler. Speaking of... Tell, uh, do what I say. All right, relax. Sorry, sorry. It's all right. Sorry. Get, get a little excited sometimes. Yeah. Chandler, you wanted to mention something we didn't... I mentioned South Florida earlier, and you wanted to get something in that um, we hadn't talked about on the show this week. What was it? Nothing. No, what was it? You had something you wanted to bring up that we hadn't talked about. Uh, no, it's just they have <laughs> a football coach that... Uh, got extended what's his name uh jeffrey something <laughs> jeff, jeff jeff scott got an extension jeff, jeff scott yeah you wanted to talk about that though right yeah yeah because we probably should probably mention that on the show at some point this week right yeah. yeah there's a joke here that i'm not catching on to just quite yet i'm waiting for Clint right. to deliver well, see now she doesn't even know all right the joke is chandler has been guilty of bringing up things that have just been talked about <laughs> this is not one of those cases but this is a case of yesterday when i go was here not only did we talk about jeff scott we kind of read part of the article where the entire athletics coaching department got an extension at south florida so we talked about it for a good three to five minutes yesterday on the show. I saw, oh, and that's fine. You might you might have missed that part, but I saw it this morning. But I I cannot stand when I when I refresh my my page on my Twitter and articles pop up like it's like brand new. Oh yeah, I hate that too. And then so if I go back, it'll probably say like twenty one hours ago. That's the worst on like either Sunday and Facebook too. Like Facebook, you'll see a post and it might be from last week. Sunday, yeah. There's there's no chronological order for it. Sunday nights are bad because there's like live tweets about a football game that happened eight hours ago. Yeah, yeah. Back when like you were optimistic your team could win, but now it's long over. Or even Mondays, the day after a game, it's like Jeremy Chin showing up with cool cleats today yeah and you just got your ass kicked and you're like i don't want to see that right now can we fix the timeline that's a great stuff? example <laughs> <laughs> great example. i was just thinking of Jalen waddle no that's a great example cool shoulder like, pads. no seriously it's like it just you refresh the page and then you're like wait a minute that happened yesterday or but like or in that, if in that someone, case this morning i did not know i thought that happened maybe last night or this morning or in a case of of a retweet where someone retweets something and you don't notice that the that the like for example i'm looking at my own twitter page i have a retweet but the actual tweet itself was sent five hours ago mm-hmm. and it's so at the top of your it's at the it's top, at the of, top of yeah it's at the top of my feed even though i have the setting set because you can was it content prefer, preferences you well it used to be you could set it to where the most recent most tweets recent. pop up at the top of your screen but yeah, if you're not careful, you know, somebody could retweet something that was hours old and you don't notice it. Because I've, I've caught myself doing that. Yeah. Look, just use Twitter as uh, something fun. Like jokes. Uh, jokes. And puns. But it's also show promotion and things like that. But if you're trying to have a real discussion, Twitter is not the place. And there was way... Unless you're having an argument over Twitter, then it's highly entertaining and then you know it's entertaining for me to see but yeah and i pick my battles i get in fights where basically if i think i can make the other person look like a moron i'll get into that argument which you usually do if i can't if <laughs> which i don't is highly entertaining if i don't think i'll be able to do that i just stay out of it but there was so many 
little conversations that were happening last week that i just had to like stay out of like i'm not getting into this stuff the don't the, get in the pool the opting out conversation that happens every single year i cannot believe we're still having it i mean just whatever they want to do fine you can have your opinion on it you can like it dislike it but but that conversation i'm so tired of the the boston college stuff i got really sick of really fast i yeah. never i never liked I, I was just I over all of it like it just I was would. a crappy situation my thought was man this stinks for the players and it stinks for the the fans and i know it's a crappy situation but but there's nothing that we oh my do. god it just went on and on and on there was that one there uh, were the conspiracy theories that were popping up all over the place in terms of on boston college's side it was just it was it, yeah so I there was to, a lot i had to that, had to get off i i stayed away from it mostly <laughs> and and my twitter anybody who follows me knows that my twitter is all over the place i could be tweeting about a tv show one second you're always wanting to bring tweet. somebody home <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> chandler wanted to bring cam home you want to bring Winona, Winona home. home yeah i'm trying to bring Corey glore home um yes. yeah but uh you know it could be about a tv show i could randomly be watching a sporting event and you know i'm upset about a call oh. and i'll tweet about it you know another one was the antonio brown thing where everybody was oh like, yeah stop stop making jokes he has mental issues or if you <laughs> or stop trying to diagnose the mental issues or it was just like y'all or or the other one is don't you know that he had eight catches and he was a couple of catches shy of of hitting an incentive and the bucks didn't want to pay him and that's why he stormed off the field and the, i'm like the the, what? the people that try to have real conversations on social media it's just a no-win situation i'm telling you yeah you're you're never gonna win an argument you're not that, gonna change anybody's mind nope that's, that's just, why i just don't bother arguing yeah. once in a while somebody will rattle me enough to to get me under you know to get under my skin enough to where i want to say something but rarely will i have a continuous conversation i'll say my piece and then i'll tell you to blank off and then that's it i'm just here to make d virgin jokes <laughs> d virgin uh was waved from the bears practice squad yesterday <laughs> i'm pretty sure wait d virgin wasn't that cj's name in high school <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that's what it's all about folks and by the that's way, that's what life's all about. And by the way, CJ, you finally made it into a PRL promo. Congrats, CJ. <laughs> he comes. He hasn't in, been. You you haven't made it on PRL until you've made it into a promo. He comes in on a Tuesday after Big Ben's final home game. He's feeling good. Steelers win, and he just gets roasted. Brought right back down to earth. <laughs> all right. Like lost I said, quarterback lost my sanity. <laughs> lost other things apparently, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you know the way i don't know just keep right on going all right uh, <laughs> well what i was gonna say was is uh you know i was telling cj yesterday i was like would you like some jam with that toast because you just got burned you yeah. just got burned yeah, the room again. all right let's no he didn't leave the room he's sitting right here we'll come back hour two of pirate radio live we'll visit with the voice jeff charles we got the two lane perspective on tonight's matchup let's get the ecu side of things jeff charles joins us when we return on pirate radio live after this
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money. At Carolina Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free uh, consultation. That is MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Still to come on today's show, Brian North will join us. Take a look at everything going on in the world of sports. And we'll check in with Bryce Williams, former Pirate, and find out what he's been up to uh, since we last spoke with him a couple of weeks ago. But right now, we will head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. we got a game to talk about with the voice jeff charles he joins us on the pirate radio live line today on prl jeff how you doing i'm doing great cliff this is our first visit obviously for 2022 and i'm just glad the pirates are playing a basketball <laughs> game tonight because it has been 15 days and it seems like it's been about 15 months since the pirates had that victory over southern miss before christmas back on december the 21st and that was really a good win for joe dooley's ball club they were down nine points in the second half and came back to win the game. So really looking forward to seeing the Pirates back out on the hardwood tonight, Cliff, and we'll see what we are going to see at a 15-day layoff. (laughs) And also, we just don't know at this point who is going to be playing for the Pirates because of this COVID book. Yeah, I talked to Joe Dooley yesterday, Jeff, and was going to ask you if you know anything because, as he said, and I think he told you on the uh, the. His coaches show uh, earlier this week it it really is hour by hour more so than day to day as far as who's available what they can work with he said yesterday he was uh, he was concerned about conditioning about rust because uh, as you mentioned they hadn't played in so long and also uh who would actually be available tonight so uh do you have any idea jeff uh, how many guys will be suited up and on the bench for east carolina tonight well, I really don't know for sure at this point, Cliff, but I do know they have to have at least seven available scholarship players. So they do have seven for sure. Uh, hopefully they're going to have more than that. But, you know, all the things you mentioned, very true. Plus you have to throw in the fact that it was the Christmas holiday break as well. And so, you know, the guys scattered all over the country before they came back to practice uh, after that Southern Miss game. So that's not ideal either. And then you throw the, the COVID situation into everything. So, yeah, I don't really know what to expect tonight, Clip. I don't think anybody does at this point, including Joe. I do know one thing. Tulane is going to bring a good basketball team in here that's playing extremely well. I listened to the game uh, with Cincinnati and Tulane on Saturday night, and when I turned the game on the radio, I thought, my goodness, am I hearing the score right? Because Tulane was up 26 points at Cincinnati, Hmm. which is just mind-boggling. And then, of course, they kind of coasted in the second half, but Cincinnati just couldn't overcome that lead, and they ended up winning by eight points, and then they had the win over Memphis. Uh, the game previous, they beat Memphis by one. Now, Memphis had three of its best players out in that game, but still, you have to win the basketball game, and they were able to do that. And they've got three really, really good quality players, and in this day and age, Clip, where all we see is transfers, it seems like, uh, anymore, anywhere in basketball or football, well, guess what, with Tulane, their three best players are transfers. And uh, Jalen Cook is a transfer from LSU. Jalen Forbes is a transfer from Alabama. And Kevin Cross is a transfer from Nebraska. So they've got 
three Power 5 guys now playing at Tulane. And when Ron Hunter got the job as the head coach three years ago, I think we all felt that he would get good players at Tulane. He's always had good players everywhere he has been, and he's uh, worked that transfer portal very, very well, and they bring in a good basketball team here tonight. Jeff Charles joining us. This is a great thing about sports, Jeff, uh, and, and you've called so many games over the years. We've watched so many games over the years that really nothing should surprise us at this point. And having said that, how surprised are you after that slow start to the non-conference season that Tulane is, is going into this game 2-0 and with two uh, really good wins uh, heading into tonight's contest against East Carolina? Well, I think sometimes, Cliff, is just a matter of guys meshing together and getting a chance to play with each other, and the yeah. chemistry then starts to develop. But you look at their schedule, and they've played so many games this year which have been like three- or four-point differences. And so, you know, some of those games they lost early, it looks like a bounce of the ball the other way. They could have won those games. And now they're starting to put things together. And, you know, they're kind of tough to prepare for because they play matchup zone. They do a really good job of uh, – of defending their opponents and throwing a bunch of different wrinkles at their opponents defensively. And then offensively, they can get points from a variety of ways. So, you know, this is a pretty good basketball team the Pirates are playing tonight. You don't beat Cincinnati at Cincinnati and beat Memphis unless you're doing something right. So people all over the conference are really talking about Tulane and their 2-0 start. And, you know, they've got this game circled. They feel like they can get a road win against the Pirates here tonight. And, I don't know when the last time Tulane's been 3-0 and to start a conference season, but I would guess that's been a long time ago, especially in this league, and maybe that's never happened for them in the American. Jeff Charles joining us will be on the call tonight. Uh, finally, uh, hopefully getting some basketball in as this East Carolina season has been on a pause. Tulane had their, their own pause, Jeff, where I think they – uh, had to miss three games, and since then, that's when they've come back and won those two. So it's been done before. A team that uh, has not been on the court uh, for a while has come back and played well. We've seen Tulane do it. Now East Carolina will try to do it. As far as health-wise, Jeff, and we talked about this with Joe Dooley yesterday, it looked like his team was was finally getting back healthy with Frank uh, coming back for that Southern Miss game. Luigi DeBoe had missed a game uh, due to um, a, a death in the family, and he was back. It sounded like the guys, uh, you know, and COVID aside, uh, bumps and bruises-wise, were, were getting back healthy. So for the guys that are able to go tonight, that shouldn't be an issue for the Pirates. No, and I think the good news has been that Frank, uh, his foot injury has, has come along, and now he's in pretty good shape. And Cliff, he can be a real big factor for this ball club. I mean, he is a load inside at 6'8", 270, and he loves to operate down on the block, and he can score in the paint. That's something the Pirates really haven't had a whole lot of, as we all know, in recent years. But I'm uh, encouraged that Frank can be that guy. It's just that the injuries have set him back so far. But, you know, he played at South Carolina, and he played major minutes there in his previous stop. So this is a guy that can play a little bit. He just has to stay healthy. And hopefully he can get back in the mix. I think this could really help this ball club. They've had a problem, you know, scoring down low so far this year. And the perimeter has been what's pretty much carried the Pirates so far. So if they can get a good inside presence and get the ball into Frank, let him operate, because he's going to get fouled a lot, Clip, because he really does enjoy contact. And he takes the ball in there, and oftentimes he's going to score or he's going to get fouled. So if he does get fouled, you have to be a good free throw shooter in that situation. And, uh, he's done okay at the line, probably could do a little bit better. But I really like the fact that, that he's coming back. And you're right, some other guys like Brandon Suggs 
he's been a little bit banged up this year, and, and, and some other guys have too. But, you know, if, if they come back strong uh, after some of these guys have had the Omicron variant and have had a chance, though, to get some rest with their bodies, and if they can come back strong from the virus, then this team should be in, in pretty good shape moving forward. So, you know, East Carolina has to have uh, all their barrels loaded and ready to go because we're getting into conference season here, and we all know it's been difficult for ECU since they have been in the American, winning games in this league, and they're going to have to have every able-bodied player out there and, and playing well for them to make some hay this year. And Jeff, uh, as you said, you, you're, you can't wait to call another game. There was supposed to be a football game sprinkled in there uh, for you to call the Military Bowl. We all know what happened uh, at this point with that. But uh, let, let's hear your your travel story. We talked to your broadcast partner, Kevin Monroe, last week. He said uh, on that Sunday morning early, he flew up to Baltimore, uh, turned his phone off airplane mode when he landed, saw all the messages uh never left the airport went right back home to raleigh and uh and did a one-day trip uh via plane from north carolina to maryland how about you jeff uh did you you make it up to uh annapolis dc and uh and have to turn around and come back home i never made it to tarboro <laughs> clip because marty fewer and i were driving up to annapolis and uh, we met on that sunday morning i live in farmville and Farmville to Tarboro is only like 22 miles. Well, we're going up 258 to catch 95 going north, and we had not even made it 15 miles out of town, and my phone started blowing up, Mm. and we turned around and came back. So I was back home in about 45 minutes from when I left, and so for me it was painless. I know for a lot of other folks it wasn't painless. So, uh, no, it it worked out okay. I'm just so uh, sorry that so many Pirate fans could not enjoy the game. I mean, it's very unfortunate in so many different levels, and I just feel bad for so many folks. But it is what it is, Clip, and uh, you pick up the pieces and, and you move on. I know the players were certainly very disappointed, the coaches, everybody get the bowl. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a, just a bad scene. But, hey, stuff happens, and you have to look back at the good year that East Carolina had, the 7-5 and five season for this football team, and get the fan base back on board, too. I mean, this is the first time I've seen some excitement in the fan base in the last seven years, and so that's why it made it very disappointing. But hopefully that enthusiasm can carry over now to next year, and the Pirates can do better in selling season tickets and get ready for, I know, what will be a a very highly anticipated season, I think, for Pirate football next fall, Cliff. Absolutely, and a lot of that is uh, because of the season opener, NC State, Coming to Daddy Ficklin Stadium, that'll uh, certainly get people excited after what was a, uh, a really good 2021 for Pirate football. We're visiting with Jeff Charles today. Jeff, the uh, the bowl season was odd with all the, the cancellations and, and things like that. It felt a, a little more normal Friday with the college football playoff, and then Saturday was actually a, a great slate, uh, wall-to-wall college football. So we did get a, a little bit of a normal feeling in. How much did you pay attention to uh, postseason college football thus far? Well, I did watch both of the playoff games, and I thought Cincinnati would have played a little bit better. I know they were huge underdogs, and I know hardly anyone gave them a chance, but I maybe gave them a little bit more of a chance than a lot of folks did, and I, I really thought it would be a little bit more competitive but Alabama is just so good on defense. I think Cincinnati could have stayed out there until midnight and never scored a touchdown. So I was a little bit disappointed with that. 
And then, of course, uh, I watched the other game uh, as well, and you know, Georgia was just so much better than Michigan. It wasn't even close. So here we go again, Clip. Uh, SEC final <laughs> between Alabama and Georgia. You know, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Yeah, I've been asking people too, Jeff. Are you? It seems like there's two camps. There's the I'm sick of this, same old teams don't want to watch this game again it just happened and there's also the other side of it that you know we're hey we're sports fans we want to see good games and i i'm kind of in that camp where i'm i'm fascinated to see you know does does, was that one game a fluke is georgia really the best team they have been all year they just had a bad game against alabama or can nick saban beat this team twice in a you know a matter of a month or so so uh i don't i'm I'm looking forward to it monday night how about you are you going to be uh paying attention to it yeah, I'm sure I will pay attention to a clip, but I was thinking about this. Uh, put this one on your thinking cap here for the future. Wouldn't it be great to see Lincoln Riley bring USC back as a national power and play for the national championship against an SEC school maybe two or three years down the road? Now, that would really be intriguing mm-hmm. to me, and that would be really interesting. Uh, what a storyline that would be. Lincoln goes out there, brings him back to prominence. It's the West Coast kind of cool guys from California <laughs> against an SEC school. I think that's what the national championship really needs. Uh, that's on my wish list for maybe a couple of years down the road that Lincoln could be that successful with the Trojans. And I think a game like that would probably capture more of the nation and more of the the interest in fans than you know, these SEC rematches. Yeah, and somebody, uh, Brandon Walker, who covers college football, posted a picture of Vince Young trotting into the uh, the corner of the end zone in the epic Texas versus USC championship and kind of said, you know, was this the peak of college football? This is before Saban went on his tear at Alabama and you had Texas, you had USC, and yeah, still big boys, same old teams kind of thing, but it has been dominated by bama lsu throw auburn in there now georgia uh it would be nice to to see some other flavor in there in the postseason it would and i think you can throw florida in the mix if uh, billy napier goes down there and does what they're hoping he can do in florida's a program that obviously can win a national championship they did that when urban meyer was there so you know you've always got to throw them in the mix they're down a little bit right now i don't know why texas can't get out of its own way clip because they've got all the resources it takes to compete for a national championship every year. And they just uh, have been struggling so badly here in recent years. So you throw Texas in the mix as well, and, and, you know, they could be in a Final Four, you know, in the next year or two. Uh, So maybe we'll get some new teams in there. Uh, The the Big Ten, it's usually Ohio State or Michigan, as, as we all know. And when you really stop and think about it, there are probably only about maybe 10 teams in this country that legitimately can win a national championship. And that's that's about it right now. And that might be the way it is moving forward, too. It's just that there are so many of these schools that are so head and shoulders above the others that uh, you can almost write the script every year, Cliff. I wonder what the talk's going to be, Jeff, when you go on your, uh, your Midwest hiatus uh, during the summer up there in Michigan, in Ohio, about, you know, Harbaugh knocking off Ohio State. I think it was important for them to have a good performance the following week and show it wasn't a fluke and they did that in the Big Ten Championship. Then they get blown out in a playoff game, but uh, that had to uh, at least calm the Michigan folks for one offseason, right, that they were able to knock off Ohio State. Well, there's no doubt about that, and Harbaugh is back in the good graces, I would think, of uh, a lot of a lot of Michigan fans. 
But, you know, the next Ohio State game is coming, <laughs> and they will expect him to beat Ohio State, and that's going to be difficult for them to do. Looks like Ohio State's had a great recruiting season, and, and they have so many things in place as well. So, you know, it's always going to be a big game, and he has failed so many times, but he did get the win this year. I think Ohio State's going to be really good next season. I think they're probably going to be, you know, top five preseason. So... It's uh, like we say, Cliff, it's a lot of the same teams year after year. And you and I have had this conversation before. When you're in professional sports, the Sacramento Kings might be the worst team in the NBA, but three years from now they can be playing for the NBA World Championship. The same thing is true in hockey or in baseball or in football, uh, in college athletics, and especially in football. As we know, there's just this uh, dividing line between the haves and the have-nots, and the halves are the ones that play for the national championship. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, speaking of uh, the, the Midwest, there were some happy Bengals fans on Sunday as they were able to win uh, a thriller against the Kansas City Chiefs. They win the North. They will host a playoff game and trying to win a playoff game for the first time since Boomer Esiason and Icky Woods uh, were playing there, Jeff. Uh, you got to go back to January 6, 1991. The Cincinnati Bengals beat a team that doesn't even exist anymore, the Houston Oilers. That was their last playoff win. And, uh, Jeff, they'll be hosting a playoff game coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, I know the folks around there got to be really excited about that. Yeah, they are because the Bengals have had so many tough years, Cliff. I think about our friend Dan Horde, who's not only the voice of the Cincinnati Bengals, but also uh, the voice of the Cincinnati Bearcats. And so Dan's really had uh, some busy broadcasts here lately with the great football season that uh, the Bearcats had and UC basketball. Now he's got, of course, the Bengals. And it's a great sports city. It's it's a great pro football town. I remember back in the day when I was in high school and the Cincinnati Bengals uh, came to Cincinnati for the first time as an NFL expansion team and how excited everybody was. Now, they've gone through a lot of lean years, but it's good to see them come back because when they're winning – that town really uh, gets excited, and they pack the stadium. And so it's, it's fun to see them come back because, again, they're kind of a new team that's been you know, down for so long. So you've got a uh, rooting interest in an underdog team that's all of a sudden gotten pretty good again. And uh, for a little teaser for sports trivia tonight, you got a little Sam Weish uh, trivia coming up at A.J. McMurphy's, and we're going to do that after the basketball game. So come on out to A.J.'s after the game. We'll we'll do a power hour or so of sports trivia starting a little after 9 o'clock after the Pirates take on the Green Wave. Looking forward to Jeff Charles being on the call tonight for that one. Jeff, we appreciate your time here on the show as always. Have a great call tonight, and we'll uh, talk to you again soon. Okay, Clip. Hey, speaking of Sam Weich, let me give you a question, a trivia question right. about Sam Weich, okay, before we go? Yep. Where did Sam Weich play his college football? Sam Weich, uh, I have no idea, but I feel like I had looked this up recently. Is it, can you give me a clue? Southern Conference team. Oh, wow. Okay, I, I'm not aware of this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, Jeff. I'm stumped. Where did he play? The Foreman Paladin. Okay, there you go. Painting it purple down there, huh? Painted purple. <laughs> and uh, Sam, of course, he passed away a couple yeah. years ago, uh, but he had a string of the sporting goods stores in the state of South Carolina. He had his first one there in Greenville. Wow. And uh, never, got, never got a chance to beat him, but heard all the Sam White stories when I was at Foreman for that one year, and he was, uh, he was quite a guy. He was quite a coach and had quite a career. That's pretty cool uh, and, and famous for uh, – 
for trashing some some Cleveland people as well on a live mic, which was great, uh, a great moment. But uh, that's uh, that's good stuff, Jeff. Uh, appreciate your time, voice. We'll uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay, Cliff. Thanks. Jeff Charles joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Chandler, are you okay? At the end of that interview, what? when Jeff asked me the question and I didn't know it, you were like throwing a party in there. No, no, no. You, you were very happy to see me not know the answer to that question. Not The voice got you, man. He stumped you. <laughs> I mean... He stumped you! I, I did not know where Sam Weiss went to college. And that's a shame. In fact, He's the Paladins. I, I just Googled it up. I didn't know he was a Southern gentleman born in uh, atlanta georgia atlanta georgia a part of the family down there he is part of the family uh he started so he was an assistant at south carolina went to san francisco the niners he was the head coach of the indiana hoosiers and after so this is after he was the head coach of the Bengals, took him to a super bowl he uh was a quarterback's coach in high school in south carolina so that uh, I didn't know he had the uh, the southern roots there. He was an offensive coordinator at Pickens High School at Pickens in 2019, and he passed away in January of 2020. So he coached his entire life uh, up to his uh, his last days there. So a little Sam Weish for you. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back and talk some nfl we'll have more for you a big star is returning just in time for one afc team we'll talk about that look at the playoff picture the scenarios and more when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people, and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All righty. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live. Yesterday, we announced that Washington made an announcement that there will be an announcement coming up on February the 2nd, where they were going to unveil their new team name. Also, you might remember yesterday on the show... I read a um, email I got from Josh Barton, sportsbetting.ag, about Big Ben's next employment. Ben Roethlisberger won't be back with the Steelers next year, it appears. Will he retire? Will another team pick him up? Or will he go uh, do something other than playing professional football? We talked about that yesterday. How about Josh Barton's back? Another email from Josh Barton. Oh, Talks no. to you a lot. <laughs> Barton's back. This segment is called Barton's Back. Uh, Shirley Rhodes knows something about Barton being back. That's right. Shirt right now. I also uh, know a Clint Barton. What's up, Clint Barton? I know Will Barton. I know Will Barton, yeah. 
former Memphis Tiger. They didn't get the Clint Barton reference. They did. Glenn. Who's, who's Clint Barton? Glenn. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, please educate By the way, young Chandler man. By Honeycutt's here. Glenn has just walked in. Take it introduction. Who is Clint Barton? Oh, CJ Schaefer's here. I, I was hey. going to let Glenn enlighten you. Well, okay. Hawkeye. Thank you. How's that? Say that again. Hawkeye. He's Haw- Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Of the Avengers. Thank you, sir. You're not watching Hawkeye, I guess. Nah. No. Well, you're missing out because it's a lot of fun. It's pretty good. I it's didn't watch Loki. Very good. Loki. Oh, oh Loki was really good. Loki. I didn't watch Loki. <laughs> <laughs> I just would have kept that Loki. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I really do need to get a cricket sound effect before this is all You can't done. use the same joke right after it's been used. Not with that he attitude, can't. he can't. <laughs> I mean, is that a reference? Oh. We're going to start that again. Yeah, all right. My favorite um, real personality of a comic book character has to be Venom's real personality. Because his name is anyone? Nobody knows. Eddie Brock. Brock. He's part of the fam. Uh, He's part of the family. family. Oh, Eddie Brock Family. is Venom. Did you Look see at, that? I'm surprised you of, knew that. Hey, I know a thing or two. Did you see that article where uh, uh, he admitted that he faked the Southern accent? Well, yeah. I mean, well, well we that, all knew that. It got worse. He said he's from Boston, where they don't they have, don't have accents. accents. But did he really <laughs> admit he, he really? Faked it? They parked the car. Where yeah, are my right? car keys? I didn't read the article. I don't think he came out and said, I, look, I, don't I have a confession to make. I fake the family accent. <gasps> he didn't really... He didn't say that. He just, he said something to the effect of what CJ said, that I, I'm from Boston, we don't have strong accents, which is could not be a more false statement. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know about Brian Kelly. Uh, all right, Josh Barton. Send me another email. Sportsbetting.ag. The odds for Washington's next name... So like so, Troy sent me a tweet that, yesterday. That, that admirals mess stinks. It's not admirals. I hope not. Right if, now, if they admirals is minus five hundred. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. wow! And Boomer Esiason said today. Yeah, we've talked about him a lot on the show today. I guess on his radio show that it was going to be admirals. I just thought the guy that had the tweets. It was a string of tweets where he was tracing registrar information on domain names and now so that could so be forth. done by a lot that could be I, I just thought it was i thought it kind of false flag yeah I, I didn't like i didn't feel that that made it seem like the obvious choice or like the most likely choice if i was to bet because i've heard rumors that it was going to be commanders i like commanders and that's plus 275 i like commanders more than admirals way more it's easier to say yep and an admiral if you look up the definition, first of all, it's a um, former NBA center for it the Spurs. Is, yeah, it is. When I hear Admiral, I think of David, David Robinson. Robinson. An Admiral is a commander of a fleet or naval squadron or a naval officer of a very high it, rank. It limits it to the to the seas. I agree. But we're playing on the turf. Right. Although the second definition of Admiral, and maybe this is where they're going with it, a butterfly that has dark wings. With bold, colorful markings, we're going to be hope the Washington butterfly. <laughs> they they go float like butterflies and helmets sting like bees. Are going to have a colorful butterfly on them. 
That was, or they could have David Robinson on the side of your helmet. <laughs> That's what I was funny. thinking. Like, just have David Robinson be our mascot. It you're, looks like it's going to be a maroon. Or you're going to call like the practice squad players the like caterpillars. When we were the Redskins. Oh, no, I like it. That's oh, pretty good. That that it was a stretch. When we were the Redskins. The logo was a Native American with his face turned to the side. Our new logo is going to be David Robinson <laughs> turned to the side. Yeah, the profile of David Robinson. <laughs> it's it looks like it's with the, the flat top. It looks like the <laughs> logo the really top. didn't change. It's the it's the W they're using now. Well, you can't yeah. on the side of the helmet. You can't see that. There might be. More I tools. saw it. You can't see that. <laughs> I there saw might be it. more markings in it and stuff. Uh, it could be the some capital building or right. something like I think the one stripe on the helmet up the middle looks like maybe the Washington Monu- Monument, <laughs> which that's kind of weird too. I, yeah, I, you know, I just wish. Well, they did say that Red Wolves was out the window. That yeah, it was it will definitely. Not be Red Wolves, yeah, will not be. I would have been which, okay with. Yeah, I any, I, any I, of the red names like Red Hogs is fine. Red, red Hogs, tails. Red or, Hogs is plus seven hundred. Red tails is not even on this list oh. and i think they were going to stay away from that um presidents plus 850 the washington armada i don't like that plus 1200 washington brigade i don't like that plus 1200 washington defenders i don't like that because there was just a xfl or aaf team it's very called it's, the dc it's defenders. very d-league to me and yeah, then, and see, that's where Commander sits with me. It just doesn't. Admiral it, seems to live. Well, to yeah, me. that too. But it, between the top, what seems to be the top two choices, which is admirals and commanders, I just it doesn't it doesn't feel right. I don't really like either one of them. Really, I mean, but I just I, think I prefer leave commanders. it at football team at this point. Red Hog sounds like you are a minor league baseball team. Yeah, yeah. And coming up tonight, we're gonna have. Um, the first 700 people that show up drunk yeah. get a free beer yeah at the game you show up drunk and get a free beer you have to blow a breathalyzer <laughs> if you're drunk you get a free beer and if you show up you can sit in the section where you know the uh the railings are suspect so you can just fall right or over like and meet leaks. the team well that's where they put the drunk people they're less likely to be injured at that they point. need to move the logo stuff up really if you think about it to get ahead of the Jalen Hurts impending lawsuit or whatever is going on there. I agree. I agree. I, uh, yeah, I like the idea of Jalen Hurts owning uh, Washington while he's playing for the Eagles. He would, I like he the would idea. be the second quarterback to own a team while he's playing. Mm-hmm. Who would be the first? Uh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, as he's reminded uh, us several uh, yes, times yes, yes, this yes. season. Clever. Oh. Yeah, I'm I, sure that uh, sits well with Troy, by the way. <laughs> so those are the odds. Uh, the Sentinels are plus twenty five hundred. I don't like the Sentinels. Should be you, the Washington Monuments. I think you get into some uh, some trademark issues with Sentinels, probably. And I imagine Disney and Marvel are pretty litigious. He said that's why they went away from Red Wolves too, because of trademark stuff. Well, what Red, exactly they, would be? a it's trademark like, issue might, at that point with it red might be wolves. hard to do like, i think there's just a lot of wolves out there a lot of red know. like it, it, you got to think it's hard probably to do any red slash animal because red bull has such a grip on the red uh, okay. slash name okay. probably i just think at this point just leave, leave i don't mind the football team the way that they've well, got not it now do that. i know we're but beyond that 
I know that they're beyond that, but I, you know, if it were left up to me, I would just leave it alone. Would you just go with the color, the Washington Burgundy? And then, yeah, just just the number on Burgundy's the side of the helmet. Such a weird word, though. The Washington Burgundies, the Gundies. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> then you got a mullet involved. We do have the Browns, so I mean. Oh, I know. Red Sox, White Sox, the yeah. blue. There's colors all over the place. I just, I don't know. Just none of those names really jump out to me. If yeah. you have like a a non a non uh unique name like bears or browns i think it has to be like one of the original teams right like it you can't come out and do that these days right these days you almost have to have a unique name for trademark purposes oh like there's no tigers in the nfl right like you know, the washington right. tigers just wouldn't work no heck it's no. Just too plain yeah so it's got to be something different uh out of this list well i don't know how the panthers managed to land the panthers i mean that was a lame name yeah i mean it's yeah. i wonder what the other uh glenn you don't remember what was the you? other expansion team oh the texans Ball, uh well the jacksonville jaguars uh, so. jaguars yes i'm sorry so yeah you got two cats basically yeah. with your expansion teams i mean they just made it too easy um now among, we're okay with it among the other suggested names for the carolina panthers were the knights bombers rebels thrashers lancers firebirds fireballs and thunderbirds fireballs the carolina sausage balls <laughs> <laughs> i kind of like the thunderbirds see i've I always liked the name the thunderbirds isn't that an old cheap like wine is, or liquor drink or something thunderbirds and then there's uh, the ford thunderbird the car the car then there's the fabulous thunderbirds which yes. was a roller derby team yes that used to you used to be able to watch on tv i just like that name i always have thunderbirds, sports teams. I, thunderbird is not a bad name no, really that's pretty good but see the knights was an option and then they brought the minor league team to charlotte and they named them the knights because they're the queen city i mean that, that makes sense mm-hmm. all right to do knights yeah so that yeah. yeah i have no issue with that one that that actually probably makes more sense than panthers because i guess the panthers definitely because, better than the bishops i think panthers was because of like something with the zoo and the mountains or something like there was some correlation there but we don't have black panthers with blue eyes out in the mountains of appalachia like we just we didn't don't. we see a panther like in lagrange somewhere didn't you see that, one that was that was a what is the facebook of the carolina, panther? oh, carolina okay. panthers most likely an eastern panther or cougar were prevalent in both carolinas up to the early 20th century but they were not black they, look like they did not look like that no they look like mountain lion like mountain lions like yeah. or like bobcats yeah so and they we, had that brown or tan go back color there, baby. which is why we brought in the bobcats not it is not what we brought in the bobcats i know it's because of bob johnson so bad they should have just left the ultimate the ultimate ego move to have a name a name after you it would have been like if if larry bird's organization would have won that and they would have named the team the thunderbirds or if i bought a team they'd be the clippers yeah i don't even know what that means right some kind of the brockers (laughs) (laughs) how have we slipped into charlotte sports we're talking about team names i know but i don't like bashing my you're just not good at following along what's going on in the show i know what's going on but i mean we were talking about your football who's bashing we're bashing our team name the panthers do you remember what some of the other choices were with the bobcats no because like flight was in there and that was that was oh i remember that that. was the banger that was the one 
was to name them you're the Carolina about when they, Fight. They switched it the first time, or when they were going to switch it the second time. Like when the Bobcats came came in, yeah. there were other choices, and Flight was amongst them, and that was the banger. That was the one, clear as day. Well, according to the birth of the Hornets, I think it just said the other. I just saw the other names for them, and now I can't find it. They oh, I guess this is for the second. So Bobcats, Dragons. So were they going to be the Bobcats originally, possibly? No way. Bobcats, Dragons, and the, Hornets, the, maybe the, were the names. Um, but, yeah, I do remember that uh, Charlotte Flight name, which would have been awesome. Yeah, that was the First one. in flight? If MJ was around then. It makes so much sense. He would That probably would have been the name. Sure. But, once again, it might have been a trademark issue situation because Nike is so attached to flight with their air with Nike the Air, air Jordan, yeah, Nike Airline, they have a, they have flight the word flight on many of their clothes and shoes, so could be an issue. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Clip, uh, you have a caller on the line. Pirate Al wants to talk about the Washington situation. All right. Uh, first of all, Brad on Facebook Live says, "I hate Dan Snyder." All right, I'm with you there, Brad. We can all agree on it. All right, uh, Pirate Al, Happy New Year. What's up, man? Hey, Clip. I'm doing good, man. Hope you are. Yes, sir. Talking about this, uh, the Redskin deal coming up in uh, February. All the all the names I've heard are, are terrible. Um, the the only one that makes any sense at all, and it's a stretch, would be what do you guys think of the Washington Warriors? And um, with with DC and the military, have it you know have it like you're defending the country with uh, you know Marines, Army, Navy, Air Force, and have it wrapped around you know our servicemen, our warriors because they're defending our country and. Washington's a capital, of, you know, of course, the United States. So, uh, yeah. what do you think of Washington Warriors? I mean, it, it makes a ton of sense, especially yeah. the way you explain it. I, I think they went away from that name originally because it, it would, when you say it and what the team has been, it would once again be a Native American warrior, but you're talking about a completely different, you know, a, a completely different warrior in this aspect. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I rather don't, don't get me wrong. I rather just keep the name Redskin yeah. and go with the Warriors and have it and have it an Indian. But yes, be politically correct. You can still use the word Warriors, but do it more of a military thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that. It's not it's not going to happen though, Al. So why? Why? Clint? Make it happen. <laughs> I don't. Have, you got more pull than I do, Al. So uh, I don't know. You see if you can contact Dan Snyder. But no, I mean, I like the alliteration of it. They could keep a lot of the W stuff. I wanted it to be something with an R just so I could keep rocking my cool uh, Joe Gibbs, you know, the, the R hat he used to wear on the sidelines. Well, how about the Washington Rednecks? Then? How, how... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rednecks versus Cowboys would be a fun – I mean, they're all we're all Rednecks in that game. That would be a great game. Yeah, we, we could show up with, uh, you know, our flannel shirts on and a spit cup and a uh, sponsor can. I like it. Man. All right, Pirate Al, we going to win a game tonight in Minji's? I hope so, man. It sounds like we're going to be down some players. But, yeah. Uh, it's going to be tough, but I certainly hope so. All right. Pir- Thanks for calling in, Al. See you, man. All right, Bye. Pirate Al. Uh, old Redskins fans. Washington Red uh, Rednecks. Then you would have to be like drunk to be to get in the game. We'll run that They're promotion. already like that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's the only way you can watch the games right now. All right, get him in.
<laughs> uh sean says why wouldn't they just go with washington natives and keep the old logo modified because they're they're moving away from all of that imagery i don't think they want a person my fantasy football team is called the malibu whiteskins <laughs> so i'm not going away from uh the, you, you have the, ran face full into it the human mascot yeah i like it but uh they're just trying to get away from all that which i understand all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll wrap up hour two of pirate radio live coming up in hour three we got brian north i guess Redbeard just wants to hear a sound effect because he said they could be the washington burger a burgly a burgly burgly <laughs> it is very funny Touchdown if you hadn't heard in a while burgalies <laughs> All right, get on your feet, get loud. It's time to meet your Washington. A burgly, a burgly, a burgly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there right. it is. They first down, burgly. A burgly, a burgly, a burgly, a burgly. Well, when you're drunk at the stadium, <laughs> this will be exactly how it's gonna be. A burgly, a burgly. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back have more. Yeah, yeah. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you. Mike P has a suggestion that I actually like. The Washington Tanks. Tank. Tanks. A good football name. Generic. Think about the jokes when you start tanking for the number one overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of well, over Also, then. yeah, you've kind of been to tanks for a while. Getting tanked. Ah! That's, that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> All right, Hillsway. Yeah. Was that supposed to be funny? I wonder, are they trying to think of a name that can't be picked on easy? Like, Admirals is kind of hard to pick on. I do kind of wonder if Dan Snyder's overly sensitive about everything at this point. If oh, he, there's no question. Because he gets just dunked on. Like, he can't... The dude... He can't granted, win with anything. But granted, like, he doesn't try to win. I don't think he cares. Yeah. If he really cared, he would sell the team and just... Sure, like, and I feel like he do, he owns it out of spite now, a hundred percent. Yeah, he don't care about anything. He's just hateful. Yeah, I mean, he cares about his yachts and small, hateful man with his monies. Yeah, that's uh, it's uh, a bad situation. All right, uh, what else is going on in the world of sports? ECU hoops tonight. Tulane. We'll talk about it with North coming up in just a little bit charlotte hornets play tonight chandler hornets 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 gotta get back to uh their winning ways as they take on the rockets they are big favorites and uh they owe one to houston after losing it was like 144 to 143 in overtime or no defense they were just out there just hooping it up the the rockets aren't playing defense on anybody i kind of expected that shellacking on sunday against the suns i was really uh 
I was really disappointed with Monday's loss uh, on the road in Washington, but hopefully they can get back on track tonight at home. I'm wondering if we get P.J. Washington back. He's been out. I think he's been on the COVID list for quite some time. It's either that or he might just have an injury, but uh, uh, looking to get P.J. back in the lineup for the Hornets. I just realized we never talked about NFL, which I had planned to. Uh, Derek Henry. The king has returned is returning or has returned he is returning both <laughs> he i mean if, if, is he's back at the at team facility is he practicing i mean this titans play. designate derrick henry to return from injured reserve so on his way back to the field uh it clears the path to practice uh he has a 21 day window to return from ir to the active roster and so it says well mike vrabel said we'll see how he responds so it's like he's not He's definitely not going to play week 18, right? No. I mean, they're not going to play him in that game. And even you would you would make, think maybe they'd feel like they can get through the first round without him. Well, they will because they'll have a bye. Well, I mean, the first playoff matchup, maybe. I completely that disagree with game. that. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it depend, just depends on how the game flows, I bet. That I is think. an important game for the Titans, though, because if they beat Houston, they w- the AFC runs through Nashville. Okay, well. They can beat Houston. They can beat Houston. Yeah, they're fine. So looking at the bracket, let's say it, it. Oh, they would play the uh, Bills. No, no, it doesn't work like that. They would play the lowest ranked team. So it could be yeah. the Bills Patriots, or it could be one of those. Uh, I guess it would be the four. How do the brackets work with the uh, with the seventh team? Let me look it up. But I don't be the lowest remaining seed would go to face the one. I don't think the Titans can say we're gonna play without derrick henry and just beat anybody i don't think they're right yeah so it's got the, the bracket set up where it would be patriots bills but do they still go lowest seed oh it can't so. be it can't oh, be there's, because there's a brackets there's yeah, an actual bracket there is an actual bracket so it would be the bills patriots and i don't think they can no they can't just say we're they gonna, can't just say they yeah. can't just roll the ball out in that matchup maybe if it was i was gonna say the steelers but like Chargers, I don't think the Titans are that good. Where they can just no, they're not. But they have anything. mastered winning ugly, these ugly defensive battles that have happened kind of late in the season, right. in spite of COVID. Like with so many teams having and injuries, like there's just been a rash of both, and so teams have kind of been weakened. And you've had a lot of kind of ugly in the mud games. And I think Tennessee excels at winning in the mud. When Derrick Henry went out, I think the immediate i guess overreaction at this point from everybody was that the tennessee offense was kind of going to fall off a cliff they haven't necessarily fallen off a cliff but watching the games it's definitely now more on the defense to win you those games rather than the offense because the sure. offense is and definitely they had behind. A historically bad defense early in the year right. right and now last i have it pulled up the last four games their opponents have scored three points 17 19 and zero points the zero points was the jags and so the dolphins weren't doing anything the pass right. rush is and unreal some news regarding the pass rush a former Steeler bud to has come he has been charged with a misdemeanor assault there's people saying that he was he had nothing supposed to, to be the peacemaker there or something. I don't know what the whole It happened is. in the Walgreens. So yeah. I feel like it's on tape. It yeah. is on tape. I watched the video. It seems like he is, like Clip said, the one trying to you know, keep peace and try to you know. And so you just, the does situation. he just catch a stray? I, I I, he just got caught up in the middle of a bad situation. He was trying to be a good bud, but instead. Stop there. Okay. I like that you looked over here to see if she was going to click that first before you said the joke. I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. 
sometimes i just like to read the room to say should i say this or not and i also I and was, when everybody's looking at you like i was kind of stalling because i didn't way know to go, clip. i didn't know where it was gonna See, go the problem is is that when clip goes silent i get nervous <laughs> because usually that means he has called for something and i wasn't paying attention and i'm like oh now i have to replay the last 10 seconds of the conversation that i wasn't paying attention to well i did hear what he told uh what his friend told the officer <laughs> did you hear that what did he say? The officer said, so who caused all this trouble in here? He said, you, me, and Dupree. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just shooting my shot. I don't know, Molly. I'm just shooting at a, at a goal. You're just putting it out there and seeing if it sticks. I'm like Dave Portnoy in uh, in Orlando shooting from half court. Well, Clip, there's a little Nowhere the close right to the rim. Yeah, it's not going to get there, but I'm still going to shoot. I'm still going to fire it off and see what happens. Take a break. We'll come back. Brian North joins us. He knows something about bad puns and wordplay and dad jokes. So maybe he's got some for us today. We'll talk to him. We'll talk to Bryce Williams and have more for you in hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical occupational speech and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on arlington boulevard in greenville visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's clip Alrighty, back with you here on this wednesday edition of pirate radio live clip rock shirley road cj schaefer we got Glenn Griffin and Chandler Honeycutt in studio, packed house today, and Brian North joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Happy New Year, Brian North. How you doing, man? Is it happy? It's been nothing but misery in the North household since uh, we flipped over to 2022. But great. Yeah, it's life, right? Yeah, correct. Yep. It's good. Life is good. Even when it's not good, life is still good. There you go. Brian uh, joining us. We finally got some ecu athletics uh to talk about brian it looks like uh you know what we're less than two hours away i'm gonna say there's gonna be a basketball game at seven o'clock <laughs> so now if they don't play you definitely know that i am the jinx on that but uh we've been waiting for something brian didn't have a football game uh one of the women's games got canceled over the break and two ecu men's basketball games were not played but they're gonna uh take the court tonight against Tulane. we're waiting to see how many they're going to have and who's going to be available uh, when we get out to Minji's about an hour and a half from now. And, uh, you know, here we are once again another January with ECU basketball. We're about to find out is this going to be the year or is this going to be, you know, same old, same old for ECU basketball. And so uh, and in this day and age of COVID, when you don't know who's going to be out there suiting up for either team, uh, it's always going to make it interesting. But hopefully they play. 
You know, you've got uh, Corey Glore making his glorious return to Minji's Coliseum, so there's always that sidebar you can talk about, which I'm sure you've done already. Uh, but for the basketball stuff, yeah, I, look, every year I say show me when it comes to ECU basketball, and I keep waiting for them to show me. So we'll find out if they show me this year. Uh, yeah, we had uh, Corey on the show in hour one, and I saw your tweet, but you wanted to verbalize it. So well done. Yeah. Glorious return. I was, I was, I, I figured no one else would come up with something so witty and clever in all of sports. So, uh, <laughs> never, never been done before. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Brian North joining us. North, uh, ACC tonight. How about last night? And I call, as you know, Brian, I'm terrible at predictions. We, we do them quite a bit and get them wrong, but. I, will, I mean, NC State had to – they had to at least cover the nine-and-a-half last night. But, you know, after an 0-3 start, I don't know why Virginia Tech's favored that much. Uh, NC State plays every game down to the wire and gives their fans heart attacks. Uh, I thought there was going to be another one last night. And uh, instead, uh, they end up winning the game outright yeah. in Blacksburg. So, Kevin Keats, uh, I don't know how – uh, what's the uh, temperature there in Raleigh when it comes to Kevin Keats in 2022? It depends on which way you're taking the temperature, uh, which orifice you're using, and uh, are you going to the fans? Are you going? You know, so look, I, I don't think within the program and within NC State he's under much pressure. I think his resume speaks for itself. I think most of the heat you're hearing is coming from Wolfpack fans, as we know they become quickly dissatisfied if you're not winning every game, and and they've had a little bit of a rough start. Even their cupcake schedule was not easy for them this year, but they've got some talented young freshmen, including Terquavion Smith from Farmville, and I think their best basketball is ahead of them, but that will be, you know, we'll find out how good a coach Kevin Keats is. He was great at Wilmington. He's been really good in his first few years at NC State with getting better as the year goes on, and let's see if he can do it again here. And and if he does, maybe some of the fans will back off, but I don't think within the actual administration there's much pressure at all. Brian, uh, Duke wins last night. North Carolina will try to uh, complete the triangle sweep this week when they take on Notre Dame on the road. North Carolina, a narrow favorite in that one. And how about Wake Forest? We raised awareness for Wake Forest football all football season. Now, Brian, it's on us to do it for basketball season. How about the start that Steve Forbes guys are off to and they take care of Florida State last night? They were in the gutter of the ACC a couple years ago. Yeah, and uh, look, Steve Forbes is... Uh, when he got hired, that wasn't a, a hire that a lot of people, that quickened the pulse of a lot of people. But just like Dave Clawson, I think he's a perfect fit for that program and that fan base. He'll quietly go under the radar, but by the end of the year, they should be an NCAA tournament team, and he's going to have them contending every year. Really good recruiter, hard worker as a coach, and, and uh, it's just one of those deals at the end of the year, you're going to look and say, Wake Forest did what? If you're not paying attention, and they have obviously a better basketball pedigree than they do football, so people will pay a little bit more of attention. But it's been a few years since they've kind of been in that upper echelon. So good to see them back. We'll see if they can sustain it. But no, I've been a big Steve Forbes fan for a while, and uh, I thought when they hired him, I said, that's a sneaky good hire. And if he sticks around there for a while, he's going to make them dangerous year in and year out. Brian North joining us. Brian, I saw over the break a lot of holiday tournaments going on, a lot of great basketball being played, but the thing that probably went most viral was a brawl on the court. And uh, I believe Farmville Central was playing in that game. And and I saw people commenting on it like, you know, these players, these kids these days are out of control and they got to control their teams. Well, this was like a fight in the stands that – spread onto the court, right? It didn't have anything to do with the players, right? Correct. And yeah. it's the players once again. And isn't that always the case from Little League all the way up to the parents of the players? The ones who complain about 
everybody gets a trophy are the ones who are actually handing out the trophies. So it's the ones who are complaining about sportsmanship are usually the ones who are creating bad sportsmanship. So, yeah, coming from the, the players' family, again, not the players themselves, the players uh, conduct themselves pretty well in most cases uh, in all levels of athletics. It really stems from uh, the outside parental influence. Uh, they're really good again, Brian. How about early this season? Anything caught your eye on the high school basketball uh, slate? Uh, um, you know, it's, it's Washington's really good. West Carteret, who was uh, an early season uh, fancy pick in 3A, they've lived up to the hype. They're really good. They, they're a fun team to watch. They share the basketball. Uh, we knew Farmville was just going to have to reload, and they have. We knew their JV. It's like learning the new names with Farmville. It's not It's not like they're, they're losing talent. It's they're just bringing in new talent. He's just got to learn the new names because they've had undefeated JV teams, junior high teams for several years in a row. So uh, Larry's got things going on in Farmville. Uh, again, Washington, I think, is pretty good. Newburn stepped up a little bit this year. Jones Sr., your guy, Cy Seymour, Cy uh, son Todd is the head coach of Jones Sr. He has them off to the best start in a couple of decades. So keep an eye on the Jones Sr. Trojans. Those are the ones that have stood out so far in my far away perch now of the morning i remember uh all my random stops in radio coming up post high school uh while i was in college i was just calling games for whatever station i could get on and i remember doing a newburn baseball game featuring todd seymour in the early 2000s does that sound right Todd was one of those yeah todd was one of those rare three sport athletes a real he was an all-conference soccer player basketball player and baseball player and then he went and played uh college baseball in community college and then went to ecu to finish up and uh you know he's been coaching but yeah he was a three sport stud in, in all three of them at rare at a 4a school to, to have guys play and excel in all three uh, switching gears to football, but going back to your uh, your ECU basketball take, you know, show me uh, what what do you got in conference play? ECU showed us in twenty twenty one, Brian, that uh, they were I don't know if all the way back, but but getting darn close to it with Mike Houston's team going seven and five. Any and I asked Holt Naylor's this, and and he said that look, the not being able to play in the bowl game it sucks it stinks we wanted to play we wanted to win we wanted to go out on a high note the last game they played was cincinnati but you still feel like you can take something into this offseason after a seven and five year it's a long time since east carolina won a football game but yeah. uh a great year nonetheless and, and there's a lot of people just about across the board that would have taken seven and five going into the thing well, I think the confidence of winning. When I talked to Mike Houston uh, last summer, I said, what's the one thing that has to happen? He says, we've just got to learn how to win games, uh, especially close games. And they look of the five losses, how many of those were by a touchdown or less? So there were some of those growth moments where there was more games they could have won, but still they found a way towards the end of the season to get some of those wins. And it's that confidence of knowing that the process now works. Mike Houston in his third season, the process now works. And so the result is the wins, and now you, you continue that hard work in the offseason, and it should get even better as far as the expectations go of, of knowing that that hard work can pay off even more. So, no, I, I think a very successful season, everything they could have wanted and, and becoming bowl eligible and taking those steps forward. And so, yeah, I, I think uh, the future very, very bright for ECU as long as they continue to do the things that got them there, and that includes a lot of hard work. Yeah, would you rather be North Carolina or or ECU and NC State? I guess it depends on how much money you spent going to a bowl game that never happened. But ECU and NC State did not play. North Carolina played and got waxed by South Carolina. So kind of different ends of the spectrum there. Well, and North Carolina lacking that confidence, even though Mac Brown's is bringing in even more talented guys. 
you've got to start showing me on the field that that, that actually you know is going to pay off. And so uh, NC State is, I think, the most confident of all of all right now. Uh, the way they've got it going on, and, and not having quite the spotlight on them that, that North Carolina has. Hey, we love playing guess the line here, Brian. Let's do a way way too early line for the season opener 2022 nc state ecu yeah um boy nc state's got everybody back ecu the state will be favored um at probably i'd say three and a half okay i was a little high i was thinking like six and a half seven yeah but yeah I mean, and it could go that high you know the line the way the lines go but just looking at who everybody has back uh yeah, yeah, I can see it anywhere between three and a half to six and a half. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think it'll be a touchdown or less. Before I ask you a winner for Georgia Bama, uh, will you be watching or, or caring on Monday night? Uh, not I figured you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, not a whole lot. Hey, guess what? I saw that game a couple weeks ago. That's always been my pet peeve when it comes to the playoff and getting teams from the same conference that they've already played. I've already- I know. If it was so, if it was if it was Cincinnati, you'd watch probably just to, for the upset factor. They're going to get killed. I mean, but what if it was like Michigan Bama? Would you watch that more than Georgia Bama? Like I loved, I loved the matchup. It just stinks that we just saw it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and look, and just Georgia and Alabama probably do have the two best teams. I just, but we've already seen them play. I, you know, I just would rather see somebody else. Yeah. Brian North joining us today. North, is that uh, crying or laughter in the background? Just well, curious. It uh, depends on who you talk to. It's, it's a combination of both. Um, uh, we've got we've got ter- the youngest terrorist in the in the high chair eating cheese and crackers and uh, just humming along. We've got the older terrorist is like running over her foot with her car, and we've got uh, Mama Bear trying to cook and waiting for me to get off the phone to, to control these animals. I'm trying to keep you as long as I can, just for your sake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can just start talking about nonsense. What do you? Uh, what, I mean, what's going on on TV? What are you? What are you renovating now? What, what's Brian North doing outside of uh, his early morning work hours these days? New car seats in the mail today. I've got to install new face forward car seats for Terrace Two Point So ah. uh, that'll that that'll be a whole interesting thing coming up. That's, it's, a, yeah. it's a big life milestone there, Brian. Yeah. Well, trust me, I've been waiting. I, I'm. I'm old school. We didn't have car seats when I was coming up. So I sat in the front seat. I sat between Dad and the and the door of the truck, you know. And yeah. so we, we packed five of us into the cab, and somehow we survived. But uh, but now now I gotta now I've gotta buckle things in and scrape my knuckles doing it. It's uh, and car seats aren't fun, but, uh, but I'm looking forward to it being face forward because we can go watch Christmas lights, and she's the one that couldn't see him. She'd complain the whole. <laughs> Ruin the whole experience. So yeah. He said, we got to get her facing forward. So What a handful. What a different – and look, I, I've got, you know, the wife and the daughter. But just throwing that extra one in the mix just seems like a whole new challenge. Like, <laughs> sounds like a different world almost. We sit there when, when grandma comes and takes one and we only have one. We go, oh my God, this is a vacation. One, <laughs> what were we thinking? Yeah. You know? Big mistake. And then if one of, uh, one of the parents has to leave, they team up on you. They double team the crap out of you. It's – Look, remember the old 40 minutes of hell, Arkansas? <laughs> Nolan Richardson. <laughs> Nolan Richardson. That's what these two are, man. They're, uh, they they uh, double-team the heck out of you, and you, you can't get out of that double-team. There's nobody to pass to when you're by yourself. It's brutal. All right. Well, tell little Corliss Williamson I said hello, Brian. <laughs> Enjoy the North. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. All right, Cliffy. Have a good night, brother. All right. Trying to give Brian North a little break uh, there as he joined us on the phone with a whole lot going on. And uh, – for, for all you uh, childless people, that's a it's a nice PSA. 
I can't wait to have my own terrace. <laughs> Sounds fun, right? <laughs> Sounds fun. The fun never ends. There's no birth control like a uh, North phone call when the children are around. <laughs> Everyone. If you can tolerate it, then you're meant to have children. I almost think it's almost he's got his own producer playing sound effects in the back because every call sounds. It like sounds that. like everything that you've ever heard in a movie of children. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll see if we can connect with Bryce Williams. It's like the children of the live line instead of children of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's supposed to be funny. Stay in well, here. You make me feel better with uh, some things you say. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're, You're not, not that guy. guy. I want to shake your hand. I want to shake your I hand. I want to shake your hand. We got we to gotta hit that cut. That's uh, that one. Uh. I want to shake his hand. By the way, did you see uh, old Nate on uh, before? A buddy of yours? Ric Flair? Nate. Nate's your boy, Buddy Rodder. Oh, oh, sorry. Not little Nate. Uh, we're not talking about Lil Nate. We're not talking about Lil Nate. Not my friend, my close personal friend, Lil Nate, Charles Robinson. Uh, but Rick Flair said he was um, taking Michigan because Jim Harbaugh shook his hand and Kirby Smart w- did w- did not shake did his not hand. shake his hand. But yeah. it's because he was standing there with Herschel Walker, who I understand is somewhat of a uh, maybe unwanted presence on the sidelines at Georgia. But what does that have to do with Nate? Nate is with him. Right. I think Either so. Way. I'm I'm saying that Nate by osmosis did not get a handshake. If Nate had been standing there by himself, he probably gets a handshake. And a, how you doing? But Nate uh, took that out on Georgia and took Michigan to beat Georgia, and that did not go well. So Sorry for your loss. Rick Flair is. I want to shake your hand, guy, on the plane. <laughs> I want to no, shake his he's, hand. He's, you should shake my hand, guy. <laughs> yeah. You should shake my hand. Well, how many people have tried to shake Ric Flair's hand and he's and been denied over the years? Millions, I'm sure. Well, that's a that's why it's a thing of respect. If he allows you to shake his hand, you damn if well better do it. You. Right? It's it, like the man. I get that. You know, a legend has extended his hand to you. Yeah. I mean, I would shake his hand. Sure. So would I. Where has that hand been? Got to find that I, out first. How many hands is that? Has that hand chopped over the years? It really depends on how much you believe of what you heard on the uh, plane ride from hell, dark side of the ring. I can't believe I have not watched that yet. Ooh, it's Man, worth it's a good watch. One. I know. It's a good one. I know. I need to watch that. You find out about uh, our one of our favorite guys, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, being hey, a real piece uh, of crap, right? Well, it's not even yes, but it's more that in the end of this they have to weaken that bernie's him through the airport as he's completely out of it it's more him being an idiot yeah they have to like so like xbox got him in a wheelchair and they have to steer him through the airport with his sunglasses on and get him through like the feds yeah. to get back in the united states own. and he he's non-operable like he's he's not he's not alive essentially he's got sunglasses on and they're trying to get him through how many uh, times has scott hall died in his life a good six or seven, right? I mean, I feel like him, Jake, the Snake, oh, yeah. X Pac, like those guys, they they, they die every year. They, they have died several <laughs> times. They are literally born again, as in they had died and came back, and they're still with us today. All right, we'll take a break. Come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, you're invited this Friday to the Kinetic Physical Therapy's Open House from 3 until 6 p.m. You can come out and enjoy a free tour of Kinetic's new 7,000 square feet edition. There'll also be free food and drinks. They'll have raffle prizes, uh, special discounted prices, and more. You can make your plans now to join Kinetic Physical Therapy coming up this Friday from 3 until 6 p.m. on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And for more information, you can just go to kptonline.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Normally on Wednesdays in hour number three, Bryce Williams will be alongside. It takes, uh, but hey, next men up. We got two guys covering a tight end today Double. with Chandler Honeycutt and Glenn Griffin. Double tight end. Double tight end set. Definitely one pass catching and one strictly blocking <laughs> at the line tight end. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but Bryce does join us via... The Pirate Radio Live line, I sent out my weekly Wednesday text to Bryce saying, hey, you're coming in today. I completely forgot that Bryce told us he was going on a little ski excursion, I believe, right? Bryce, Happy New Year. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Happy New Year, New Year to y'all. I'm doing well. We got uh, 13 personnel in the game right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go. Uh, Jumbo package. Yeah. Uh, at least we remember to get into the game, like unlike you at Virginia Tech that year. Ooh. I know, I know. It's easy now. <laughs> Yeah, easy on the. I'm on sorry, the I'm sorry. We're under center uh, with three tight end set here. Bryce, uh, what you been up to? What you been doing this week? Man, we've been busy. We've been doing a lot of traveling. We spent uh, New Year's at uh, Atlantic Beach, and then the following day, uh, drove up to Snowshoe, West Virginia, uh, for a Tyson family ski trip. We had a really good time, and now we're on the, I guess, the east part of uh, Richmond. So we got about two more hours, but. Uh, been a busy first of the year but a fun one Shirley, was it you earlier that said i can't see bryce as a skier mostly due to his size right like a big yeah because he's a tall dude big right. giant man skiing you'd be averaging high. several several inches to his height you'd be he'd be a seven foot tall skier so uh how are you on the slopes there bryce uh i'm honestly not too bad i'm not great but i will approach uh i will do black diamonds just because now I've learned to be able to shift my body weight and control how fast I go, so I'm not too bad. I feel like I look, I, I feel like I look cooler than I actually do. Because last year Anna took Anna took a video of me coming down the mountain, and I look like just a stiff board. In your head, you thought you were in like a movie, like you were Mission Impossible, uh, yeah, ripping it down the side of this mountain. Oh, for sure. I feel like Lindsey Vaughn, and then. <laughs> 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 and uh, I soon saw when Anna took the video that I do not look as cool skiing as I thought I did. Chandler brought up the, um, he said you would, what'd you say? You would think it would be, you know, nice, it's nice soft snow, yeah, but there's a lot of injuries related with uh, with skiing, right, Bryce? Gotta be careful. Oh, they're definitely, you definitely do. So speaking of that, so yesterday, uh, you know, because also there's no service up there. So, all right, we're all going on this trail. And I saw Anna and her mom go left, and I think Jay went right. So I followed Jay right. At least I thought it was Jay. Well, it turned out it wasn't. And so I was like, well, let me try to take this road trail through the woods. 
sure enough, it got rocky. I panicked, my ski caught, and I, like, flipped and, like, hit my knee on a rock. Right. We're all good. Uh, iced up. We're good to go. So, yeah, it is a little dangerous, especially when you go off uh, go off the beach path. <laughs> You're lucky, Bryce, because that could have been, da- been bad. I'm sorry to laugh, but that is hilarious. You following a stranger down the hardest, like, <laughs> hardest Instead thing. Instead of going down the, uh, the bunny slope, you went yeah. down the pro slope. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. And then I was like, oh, wait, let me just cut across. I'm going to cut across these woods. <laughs> Made his own mountain. Yeah. Bryce, I got to ask you, though, but did 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 you bring a hunting rifle or anything? Can you go hunting while you're skiing? You know, like if you're coming down the mountain and you see, you know, uh, a, a deer sitting out in the middle of the woods, especially like if you hung a left and took the wrong way down the mountain and you or see one. Did you see any wildlife on yeah. the mountain? Like, more or less, did you see anything wild on the mountain? Oh, for sure. Uh, of course, it went through my head. We were up on the ski lift, and actually, Anna spotted uh, about five deer uh, kind of on the edge of the woods, like, oh, going up the lift. But, of course, in my mind, I was like, oh, man, if I had a gun, uh, you know, we could beat the backstraps that night. You know, possibly could have dropped down my ski pole and went primitive and, like, speared them, but... <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to ask Bryce, like, how bad were you itching? How bad were you, like, itching to, like, grab a gun and just fire away? Oh, it was bad. I was, like I said, I was either going to either just, you know, jump out of the lift and tackle them and take them all <laughs> That would have been one hell of a uh, pie radio outdoors. Bryce's family leaves, comes back in two hours, and he's got, like, three deer stacked up. His he's skis have turned into. On his shoulders. He's bloody from head to toe. <laughs> He skinned them. Yeah. Oh, man. So it, was, uh, it was actually good to see some deer. Uh, you know, of course, wish that their season was still on and that I could ski and hunt. That would have been that would have been nice. He would have been rolling up looking like the dude from Revenant. You know, <laughs> <laughs> bear skin coat. Yeah, he's got deer skin, a uh, new deer jacket that he just made. Um, when does turkey come back, Bryce? I wanted to ask you. Uh, that starts, I think, end of like the middle of April. we got a little bit of time before turkey season comes in. I don't know if you saw on Twitter the other day. I posted a video of a flock of twenty or more turkeys that had appeared across from my home in Kinston. Well, I'm gonna have to take a ride to Kinston. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, Bryce, that we can just do this from the front porch. I mean, we can just hang out, have a few, take out some turkeys. That sounds good to me. Instead of having to be all quiet we can still do our normal thing no we just be on the porch it's fine you just do it right from a from a rocking chair i like that better more comfortable My right and they don't need to be in no tree stand no not at all <laughs> chandler uh chandler's really country talking surely at times myself and then glenn i don't hear it all the time with glenn but it's only with bryce <laughs> you just said uh bryce how you doing i wanted i wanted to, to ask you the way you said it there was no k in ask no it was ass i want it was i wanted to ask the way you said it was like man this guy is from kinston i, I heard it there i don't hear it all the it time. does come out when i'm talking about kinston too like <laughs> it, it, it's, it's the relevance yeah uh, you, you go back to your homeland i like it bryce me and shirley were talking about that we're not that big of skiers so if we were to go on the trip with you guys we would be snow tubers was there any snow tubing going on on that trip so not on our not on a not in our group. They actually because the snow because they they had too good a weather leading up to this. So some of the slopes weren't as open, and the uh, bunny slope or tubing slopes were actually closed. So y'all would have had to just uh, 
come skiing and figure it out as you go this might be a dumb question how much of the snow is real and how much is artificial on those hmm. things do you have any idea bryce this, uh this trip they were making they were doing uh more artificial snow this go around i think they're supposed to get some uh last year i mean i bet there was three foot of snow as the base thing and it was like probably all real most of all real snow but uh conditions were a little tough so it was mainly artificial snow um that they made but it it pumps out pretty good they had them running all day and all night so uh it was able to uh, have a lot more slopes open uh yesterday than monday redbeard on twitter said bryce sounds like he's riding hogan's goat home <laughs> uh you kind of partake in that but you don't want to ride hogan's goat too much when you're uh skiing at least i don't yeah it's not as much focus as i can get don't sound like a good combination all right, Bryce. Uh, so you went to the beach. That you've been able to do any uh, kind of outdoors activities, fishing, hunting since we uh, last talked to you. Let's see. Uh, I think I went fish. Oh, I went fishing uh, Christmas Eve, actually. So uh, I did, and I was able to catch. It was actually a pretty bad day. I think it might have been karma because Anna ideally wanted to spend Christmas Eve with me. I said, "No, let me go fishing." Well, sure enough, I caught one fish and. You could have made just one sandwich out of it. It was a little flounder. So probably should have stayed home with Anna. Yeah. But uh, I did. I was able to actually go go on the boat on Christmas Eve. So um, hoping to go this weekend and redeem myself. During the break, I watched an old movie with Jack Nicholson, and I can't even remember the name of it now. I think Billy Bob Thornton's in it too. It was like early '90s, but the first scene he's out there um, ice fishing. I might ask you this before, Bryce. Have you ever been ice fishing before? I have not. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on whether I'd want to do that or not. Um, but I'd probably, if I, someone said, hey, you want to come with me all inclusive for free, I said, sure. Okay. I'm just terrified. I, I don't know if it's because of I watch like Rescue Nine One. I just don't trust kid. the ice situation. But being on the ice as a fat guy, too, especially, that terrifies me, Bryce. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little sketchy, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Being on um, I may just stick with being on a boat. There you go. Bryce, uh, how bum were you that uh, we couldn't get any football in in D.C., in Annapolis? Uh, very bummed. I was not a happy camper. Square jar would have been full. Um, but, you know, I guess it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, I was all ready to watch it with the family on Monday and get an ECU win and, you know, obviously watch them finish out the season. So when they obviously – Determined, especially it was the day, um, just the right the day before. I'm like, do they not know this? You know, beforehand, right. uh, I wasn't too happy about it. I thought it was pretty. I mean, pretty crappy on Boston College part. It's just my opinion. You know, they go through, um, you know, get to have all the bowl amenities and you know get the you know special treatment, and then the day of, okay, once I've got all my gifts or whatever. And then they cancel the game, and it's like, wait a second, you didn't know beforehand? Kind of a bummer. I'm with you, yeah. Bryce, uh, and I meant to ask you this earlier, we'll wrap it up, but so you uh, you, you signed some NFL contracts. You were part of some, some workouts, some practices, things like that. Was there ever anything when, with your NFL teams or with ECU where they said, all right, you have to agree to not go skiing. You can't go water skiing you can't do a jet ski play basketball like did teams tell you you couldn't do other 
physical activities while you were under contract with them? Uh, for me personally, no. I never never um, had to do any, any kind of agreement like that. Um, I just kind of, for my own sake, didn't want to, you know, do any, didn't do any activities I could risk and, uh, you know, tearing a knee or just breaking any bones. So I just. I always hate to hear that when, like, a guy's playing, a football player's playing basketball and, like, tears up his leg. But at the same time, it's like you want to get out with your buddies and, and play. You know, like, it's a, it's a weird deal. So good on you for having self control there, Bryce Williams. Oh, yeah, for sure. I couldn't risk it. Yeah. Bryce, uh, hopefully we'll see you in studio soon, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, next week looks like it should be uh, back to normal. All right. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. But we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, of course. Thanks for having me. I'll have a good one. All right, buddy. See you, Bryce. Bryce Williams joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line, fresh from, uh, from skiing. The guy is an outdoorsman. He does it all. Everything. And I think it'd be really cool to have him on skis or on a mountain. He would be great on one of those, like, I don't know about survival shows. I but. just want him to go try to do something with Bear Grylls. Yeah. Like, like have you ever watched the uh, the Marshall, Marshall Falk, the uh, Marshall Lynch episode of uh, the Bear Grylls show? No. I've never seen any episodes uh, of the Bear Grylls There is an episode. It's the full episodes on YouTube uh, of Bear Grylls and beast mode trying to get down the side of a french mountain wow um it's very good how long is he out there for like a day or is it like that they're there overnight oh okay so they so, have to survive so on eat, what's out there uh well then and they do it like they were out there for weeks right so like um so they like they kill a hog yeah and they eat pork chops wow um marshawn killing the hog uh, Marshawn and Marshawn. So the skittles do come up eventually, but Marshawn in every single situation is just flat hilarious. He's funny in real life, but like unintentionally too, right? Like just his reaction to. Uh, okay, you see that hog over there? All right, what we're going to do is we're going to take these two sticks and we're going to go over there and do this, that, and the other. And then his reaction is much like ours would be. It's very much like if you put one of us in the situation even though he's from oakland california he just sounds like he's from eastern north carolina uh, yeah. you know he's got that voice um it man it's very good and it's heartwarming like there's a there's a, a beautifulness to that episode in particular of seeing a dude that's never been out in the wilderness like that uh really out there getting it it's, it's good stuff man yeah so something like that i think would be perfect to watch with bryce is almost too good yeah yeah bryce williams would be telling him what to do right, like, he, would, hey, he would change bear's whole lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a uh, another timeout. surely do we have a prize today all right well let's open up the booty bag right now make you a winner booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere all right 317-1250 will make you a winner on today's edition of pirate radio live shirley what are we giving away today we are giving away a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of chico's that sounds like a plan what caller are you looking for i'm gonna go with caller number seven today all right caller seven lucky number seven three one seven twelve fifty we're back with more pirate radio live after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, congratulations to Robert Matthews of Ahoski, who walked away with a uh, shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's and you can enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more, plus ice-cold cervezas, and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All righty. Chandler Honeycutt is not a seafood guy, so have you you've never enjoyed a shrimp taco mm. from Chico's? No, but I have had the Hungry Pirate. That you have. And that is, uh, that's a winner. That'll set you for the whole day. Yes. That's a a one meal thing. It's a big fella. It's, uh, it's, uh. I sat in that chair one day last year and I think you watched me eat the whole thing. And I I don't think I ate supper that night. You didn't need to. You were good for the day. All right. Uh, do y'all do the Southern thing where I guess the, uh, the collards represent the dollars and the, black eyed peas, peas represent the the cents the the coins yes. uh do you have that meal on new year's day yes normally with a ham we went to yeah, uh, spiraled ham maybe we, my parents uh cooked it up on saturday and we had uh we had fried chicken as Sirty. Sirty. but we did the collards and the uh the black eyed peas which i don't i don't like i don't think i had any black eyed peas i had a lot of collards it's only on that day good luck good luck this year <laughs> it's ne- it's never worked for me before i gotta be honest so i don't know if uh i don't know if there's anything to the collar are you something. trying to change the equation by leaving one out like maybe hoping that something happens well, i don't different? really want any change this year just the dollars so you but sometimes you know if you add enough enough change you get dollars yeah glenn i, I realize that i'm just saying i know how math works <laughs> and coins they're both representative of money i guess is what i'm trying to say i understand uh but yeah just curious if that was so that's a uh pretty well established cj you ever heard any of this stuff oh yeah excuse me i don't know sometimes you act like you're not from here well i I guess that's because so you're you said your mom is uh she's filipino filipino and my dad's from pennsylvania we actually i i just looked it up because i didn't know if this was a southern thing or not does any well does anybody else here have like pork and sauerkraut on new year's because it's it's like I, uh pennsylvania ohio that area again they do see, that. that's why i say do you know what so, we're talking about well, i don't get to make the decisions on what happens with the family <laughs> i have a brother-in-law who does the pork and sauerkraut thing he does like pork chops and sauerkraut oh, there we go. but okay. they don't do it on new year's necessarily oh, he just it. does it like all the time i oh, i do well, not care I, for it it smells horrible what kind of pork are we talking is it pork chops like Light chops. Or? uh pork chops um that's what i remember mostly i believe we had mm-hmm. pork chops we had pork chops and um black eyed peas we didn't have the collards <laughs> you broke it broke boys <laughs> down here broke <laughs> is a joke that scrambling for we'll change combine, we'll combine <laughs> your change with my dollars this year and we'll we'll have some thank not guys. your dollars if we're talking about betting now, what is that referring to? Uh, what is that, reference? is that a reference? What's a reference? Have you been on a not good streak lately? Something tells me that's a reference. I've been uh, riding a roller coaster. I've been up and down. I've been at Carowinds riding the Rolling Thunder or whatever. Thunderbird or something of yeah, that nature. Thunder or something. It was the... Uh, Thunder Road? Thunder Road. It was the Intimidator. 
Oh, and yeah. I think they lost the license to that from the Earnhardt family. Uh, Najee Harris had three catches in the – it was like early second quarter. Mm-hmm. Needed four and didn't get one the rest of the game. <laughs> I did get the Steelers the other night, yeah. so I'll take that. Something. I had a good night last night, NC State, uh, Marquette, which was a big man pick, and uh, also the football Thanks, game. Uh, thanks to the big man. I'd like yeah. to make a quick correction. Uh, Dad just texted me and said it's pork roast, not pork chops. Okay. Hmm. We we have not done that in my family. Pork roast. Although I'm down. Once again, if you uh, ever want to bring in any food, <laughs> CJ, you're welcome to if do If I something. bring in food, it'll definitely be the lumpia that I you yes. looked up a couple weeks what, ago. What is that? It's uh, it's like an egg roll, but instead of it being like vegetable filled, it's ground beef. I'm very interested in your mom's cooking. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. Like, that, that's where the action's at. Those look good. And ground beef is my favorite. Like, that's uh, like how do you say it? It's like a tamale almost. Lumpia. Lumpia. Lumpia? Mm-hmm lumpia i did want to ask you uh CJ. ask you <laughs> i can't help it it's a very kinston thing <laughs> I, I, i've got to ask you this ask you. i did want to ask you this question it's hard to say yes. uh cj uh since you were from pennsylvania it's something else my brother-in-law does he's not from, not pennsylvania. from pennsylvania your dad this is, is a weird thing your dad is Who's, i can't figure out where what's he a is. Weird, being from pennsylvania no no you are a north carolinian but your dad is from Pennsylvania. Your family. Your family. Your family. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, go ahead with your question, then I have a follow-up question. So, oh, God. my brother-in-law, when he does the dressing for the turkey, he doesn't do it in the way we do it in the pan. Like, he does it like a meatball-type thing, and there's, like, gravy associated with it. Now It's in, a, in, the, in the shape of a meatball. That one's over my head. I think, it, it, I I think your brother-in-law is just a weird dude. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say. I that. mean, I'm interested because that sounds it's like something I would eat. I have not eaten one yet. Um, I have been tempted by them, but and when you're in the presence of either like mom stuffing and the way they're oh, yeah. used to it, being, you gotta go with that. You gotta go with the home. So you're Havelock, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Big Pharaoh Cooper guy. Are your uh, your parents still there? Yes. Okay. So how much have they? So it, you're from Havelock, not New Bern, right? Yeah, yeah. and you're not from Pennsylvania. <laughs> See, I thought you I'm also I not from the Philippines. I thought your folks were from New Bern. They, or they lived in New Bern currently. The current, yeah, they live in New Bern. Are, are you this, on the run? Are you guys gonna rob the house? <laughs> Do you have a location? I think are, you're. Uh, I thought it was Havelock. I didn't know it was New Bern. Are you in witness protection? And you're just like. <laughs> making up stories as you go so how much have they assimilated to the eastern north carolina lifestyle or oh, they... pr- pretty easily dad was in the uh marines for 20 years so he's lived here a long time now they just they plan on like staying here long term yeah so they well, love it here at this point well, who so doesn't love it you here? originally moved to havelock and now you live in newburn did the barbecue get him <laughs> how do you where's newburn come into this i don't know I, we, that, I was born in Havelock, then moved to Newburn. But it, I mean, like so technically a Newburn address. It's like on the edge of Newburn, but we were still like what is closer to Havelock? Still closer to Havelock High School. So I went to Havelock High School. Can you give us a key, a spare key to your house? <laughs> no, I'll just leave the door open. All right, leave the door open. We'll go in. We'll eat some lumpia, and we'll have a good time. That's really what this all yeah, is about. Yeah, we're here for the lumpia. We're trying to get to your mom's cooking. <laughs> all right, let's uh, take a break before we. Uh, get to know more about cj 
and, and where he lives. Interrogation. <laughs> and when we come is back, that I'm Asian? is that why I'm getting the is that why I'm getting the interrogation? I certainly hope your mom's not listening right about now because all <laughs> sure of a sudden, they both are. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden these random dudes just roll into their house. What's up? I gotta ask There's you about that lupia. What's that lupia? All right, we'll be back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report as we wrap up the show. The Dow was down 392 points at 36,407. NASDAQ was down 522 points at 15,100. And the S&P also dropped 92 points and closed out at an even 4700 That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Clip. All right, during the break, Glenn was holding his phone like one centimeter away from his eyeballs, and I was wondering what he was doing over there. I thought there. he was recording us. And what he was doing was... Trying to eyeball who is shooting in Menji's Coliseum for the Pirates right now because WIT and Sports put up a tweet. And we don't know who's playing. All we can tell you is who is shooting pregame. Who's out there taking jumpers pregame? That's all we can say. Good news. Tristan Newton, Brandon Suggs, Brandon Johnson have been out there pregame taking shots. So those are three important players. And sure. we assume they're going to be in action tonight. And that's about all we got right now. Did you mention R.J. Felton? I don't know if that's him, which is why I didn't mention it. Is it him? He's giving me R.J. Felton vibes. Well, the guys, so let's explain further. The guys have shooting shirts on, so there's no numbers or names or anything yeah. to go so by. So we're just so, kind of going by their body type. And it, the video is from behind, so you're really, you're guessing. Yeah. Well, we'll see uh, who's out there. We're heading over there right now, and this will be the most anticipated layup line of the year uh, pregame <laughs> to see who's playing. I'm, All right. I might have to skip the concession to get my beer to go straight to the seats to see who's in the, the layup line. Okay. Is section uh, 315 popping tonight? 213? 213, same thing. I don't even uh, think there's a three, anything. <laughs> I, I don't like, know why I said that. Did three. they make an expansion? It is in the new plant. <laughs> we haven't been there in so long. Who knows? 213 will be popping tonight. Uh, we will see you there. Is your dad in uh, attendance? I'm assuming so. I hadn't talked to him, but I'm going to assume he's in. I kind of want to just go to the game so maybe you'll call me Big Dog again to my face. <laughs> made me feel so good last time. He's another ego boost. <laughs> yeah, say, to right. my, say to my face. <laughs> well, uh, see you fine folks Wednesday next week. But before that, we'll see you Thursday tomorrow, 3 o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Road, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, Glenn Griffin. I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.